Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello and welcome to Do Go On. I am your host, Dave Warnick, and I'm joined this week by Jess Perkins. Hey, Jess, so good to be here with you. Hello, Dave. It's nice to be here with you. Oh, no, I said the wrong name. I'm Matt. Oh, okay. So Matt and Jess are here. Dave's not. Jess, we have a very special guest in Dave's seat. We do have a very special guest. We have, uh, honestly, I might cry, <laughs> one of my favourite people <laughs> in the entire world, uh, actor, singer, Comedian, all-round icon. We're up to quadruple threat. Yeah, yeah. She can dance. She can cook. She can uh, drive a car. It is Michelle Brazier. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listing things you can do and you're like, yes, I suppose that's true. No, I really liked it. I really liked all the stuff that you said I can do. Yeah. And it was based on um, my personal experience. Like you have cooked for me. <laughs> uh-huh. So I was like, I know she can do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and not, you know, it wasn't a woman thing. It was just, no. I know that you can cook. I can cook. I'm glad you clarified yeah. that. Can cook people good with were spices. 
getting pretty furious. And as the feminist of the pot, I thought, geez, that's not on. She's more than that. <laughs> yeah. She's more than a cook. Didn't mean to upset you, Matt. Mm, well, Sorry okay. about that, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll try to be a bit more sensitive. We'll be more sensitive. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. Yeah. A little we'll sensitivity. We'll be better. Yeah. We're we'll be allies. Better. We're allies. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me lean in there. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave is currently um, having a jaunt around Europe. Ooh. Can't believe it. Having an awful time, I'm sure. Um, missing us terribly, thinking about us constantly, um, and probably like barely even enjoying the sights yeah. or mm-hmm. the nice weather. I'm yeah. sure. Every time looking in a museum, thinking, "Oh, that museum looks like Jess." Yeah, that's what he thinks <laughs> about the museum. <laughs> oh, look at that museum! This this bus looks like Matt. <laughs> oh, what a what a dopey looking bus! Oh, I miss I miss my bus shaped friend Matt. <laughs> Can somebody please Photoshop this? <laughs> I'm a museum. Toot toot. And I'm saying toot toot now. Oh my God, you can't take toot toot. There's so little I have. Sorry. (laughs) You drive a car, you cook. (laughs) But what am I going to say when dinner is served? What am I going to say when I get into my car? Okay. (laughs) You can have toot toot back. Thank you. So Dave's in Europe, but Michelle, I believe you're about to be in Europe as well. I am. I absolutely am. I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe Mm. for the first time since the pandemic. I think you, I think maybe, did I even meet you at the Edinburgh Fringe? Probably, in, in like 2015, 14, yeah, yeah, probably, that makes sense, a gilded balloon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolute yeah, treat. Maybe. It's funny, actually nobody remembers where they met Michelle. That oh. is true, that yeah. is true. I, don't, no one, I have no idea. Yeah, most people have no memory. I remember walking through a park with you and Auntie Donna huh. and Demi maybe. I remember also walking through that park and that was one but of the you, first times. You, you don't rec- I've I don't remember you. I've just wedged myself. (laughs) I've never met you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's lovely to meet you, Matt. (laughs) I was walking through that park alone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do remember walking through that park. We got stopped in that park. And that was one of the first times that I was like, oh, people watch Auntie Donna overseas because people would come up to me. And at the time, I think we'd done a video where I played an act, a, a person called Susan and I yelled about a Kodak disposable camera and people were yelling Kodak disposable camera and Susan at me and I was very confused because I was like, we're not in Australia. Why do you know me? Do you, you get the internet over here? Yeah, I didn't wow. know they had the internet, but they do. They've got it. Yeah. They've got it. And they it's, got I it pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it wow. only took them three or four years after us. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. Pretty That's good. great. Europe needs the internet, I think. Yeah. I agree. It's a, like... They don't know this, but the world's getting smaller, mm, and mm. the internet's doing that. We're all ca- we can connect. We can connect uh, on the World Wide Web. We can connect on the World Wide yeah, Web. Yeah, the information superhighway. I dubbed it. We can. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying to Jess, I will be apart for her birthday, but I will promise to write on her wall. Yeah, I have. I have made on the that very You must write on my wall. I'll write on well, the that's wall. so good that there's internet over in Edinburgh. So you're going to Edinburgh yeah. not as a not as a punter. I'm going as a performer. <laughs> An artiste, Ooh, if you will. Fantastic. Mm. Which yep. show are you taking over there? Average Bear. Average Bear. The award-winning. Award winning. Yes. Just uh, a few weeks ago, won the Green Room Award yes. for Best Writing. Yes. Thank yep. you very much. Thank Which you for feels notice. like a little backhand about the performance, doesn't it? Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> best, best Writing. Performance. Ooh, Ooh. yucky. Yuck. But, but do you feel okay about that because you also wrote it? I do feel good because I wrote it, yeah. <laughs> it got nominated for Best Show, Best Writing, Best I got nominated for Best Artist. Oh, that's good. 
and Best Musical Direction. Wow. And I won one of four. So I don't know how that – but I also won Director's Choice at Sydney Comedy Festival and I got nominated for Best Show at Melbourne, but I didn't win that. So it's hard to know I think if I'm good or no. Well, I'm I think getting if nominated, you don't win, I think you're bad. Yeah. I think if you don't win, bad. I think so. Don't come. I think listening. it's oh my just God, an honour. It's going to be so just bad. Just an honour to be nominated where I come from because I haven't been. That's, but what, losers um, say, <laughs> That's what losers say. That's yeah. oh, what losers say. Oh, what an honour to be nominated. That's easy yeah. for you to say because you're a loser. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I you mean, I wish nominated. I could reach the heights <laughs> yeah. of losing a green room award. <laughs> I know you. I know you do, mm. but that's because you're a loser. Yes, man. I got oh, that mentality. I don't like to be. Mean. I would say of those awards, though, if you win best best writing. Like, what is a show if it's not written? Yeah, that was the one that I wanted. Okay, was great. best writing. Because I was up against my beautiful friend Ruben Kay, also going to Edinburgh. Yeah. And he had said to me, if you get best artiste, uh-huh. I will super glue you <laughs> to yourself. Okay. Oh, wow. um, which he does do often as a fun joke. So I don't know why he threatened it because I know he'll do it anyway. <laughs> um, but it was, a, it was a threat. So, okay. yeah, it was good that he took it out. I was quite concerned. Oof. Yeah, um, was close. Quite worried. So if people are in the UK... And in, you know, in the Edinburgh region, they can come see you. Where where are yes. you on it? Assembly, assembly at in the box at George Square Gardens, I think it is, at like five or six p.m. It's Love a it. it's a very very good show. Thank you. It oh, really that is. is. I would say it's even it's a great show. It's a it's a great show. <laughs> it's an amazing show. Oh, thanks. I'll, I'll take your great. I think it's an exquisite <laughs> show. <laughs> I think it's an extraordinary show. I think it's the best show that has ever been written. Now we sound sarcastic. It is genuinely <laughs> a very good show. I've seen it a few times. It was filmed for Paramount Plus. It was, but you it will be slightly different when you see it live because there are certain things that you know you cut for the filming and things. So yeah. it'd be good to see yeah, it. Yeah. Michelle re- can't touch flesh. you on Paramount, but she will touch I'm you if gonna you touch come to every, the assembly. I'm going to touch every audience <laughs> member yeah. in the United Kingdom. And Jess, I'm assuming you'll put a, a link to the tickets in the show notes. Nah, probably not. Um, <laughs> for that, I can Google it then. Yeah, like, figure it out it. yourselves. God. I'm really excited. I'm excited to go back to Scotland. I love Scotland so much. So good. I love it so much. Beautiful place. I really hope, Jess, can we go there later this year and do some podcasts? Nah. Damn it. Um, I'm in a no mood today. <laughs> Uh, I would absolutely love to, but I would urge you not to say that on the podcast. Well, you've got editing people right. Promising. Get people's hopes up. If I mean, if you don't edit it out, then people can assume we're going. <laughs> if this is in, we'll see you soon. But Buy only it, it depends on how many tickets I sell. Yes. If I'm the There's canary a threshold. in the coal, we're not going to say what it is. Yeah. But if Michelle hits a certain threshold, which is 100%, 100%. then you'll then come. we'll make some calls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. I know there are some listeners who are, uh, who have um, all got tickets to the same night to see your show. Oh, really? Night. Yeah. Some of our Patreon supporters. I'll say hello to you in person then. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm going to see them. I'm going to see them. I'm going to be like this. Hey, guys. And they're going to be like, we listen to Do Go On. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you for your support. They're going to be like, it's not your podcast. I'm going to be like, yeah, but just like as a general, like for my friends, like, you know, Melbourne comedy is like a whole. And they're going to go, you're owning something. It's not for you. And I'm going to be like, no, I'm just trying, like, thanks for supporting my friends. And yeah, it'll just be uncomfortable. Supporting Australian comedy. Supporting Australian comedy. They they love your Fast and Furious episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was so worried about that. I was, I I didn't say it to you, but I was also worried. I'm like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, this could definitely go either way. If, are people, are they ready for this? Yeah. Thank God I'm charming. <laughs> they loved it. They had such a good time. Went for six years. But just looking at the light leave all of your eyes was really funny. That was my favourite part fun. of it. As we all just started to get hungry. Yeah, because we had mu- we went, we'll get lunch after the pod yeah. and then it was 4pm. That's <laughs> too late for lunch. Still the longest <laughs> ever episode, I yeah, believe. Yeah, I think so. Well... Um, and look, you know, if you have seen Michelle's name in the, you know, description of this episode, just to let you know, it's not Michelle doing the report today. She's taking the place of Dave. Please don't panic. While I do the report. And we know mine lately have been like bang on an hour. I don't know Ooh. how I keep doing it. The word count is different for each of them, but they're like bang on an hour. Good job. Well, I don't I don't know if it's – am I efficient? Am I lazy? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I'll be doing the report today. And, Matt, do you want to explain how this show works? Yeah, sure. So uh, one of the three of us here this week, Jess, goes away and – and research is a topic usually suggested by a listener. And then they bring that research back and sort of give us a little old school report like we're in a classroom. And it's a little oral presentation. That's right. And then uh, Michelle and I politely listen. <laughs> and you probably won't hear much of us. <laughs> we certainly won't Just make any... a couple any, of... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no right? tedious riffs from us, that's for sure. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I'll be chatting. No. I'm know. very... I'm shy. And, and you're in a pretty pretty serious shy mood today. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Yeah, I don't have the situation. She's I'm a bit of a grump. grump. I'm, I'm a drinking grump. a coffee as well. Yeah, that's so. never good. Matt, that makes Matt very quiet. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Jess, uh, normally... And I don't know if she will today, but normally starts the report with a question to get us on a topic. Do you have a question today, Bob? I do. And I, I actually wrote one. I'm very happy with myself. My question is, what was recognised by the Guinness Book of World Records in, nine, in 2015 <laughs> as the longest running annual TV music competition? <gasps> Eurovision? Oh. Eurovision! <gasps> Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So we were supposed to record this episode a few weeks ago with Dave um, before he left and then uh, it obviously got bumped and when we were like, oh, let's get somebody on and you agreed, I was like, I think this might go well. Uh, (laughs) It's Eurovision. I'm so glad I didn't have a chance to guess because I was going to say Australian Idol and that's (laughs) obviously not right. But it's not even the most longest running version of Idol. No. <laughs> Just the first one. Uh, X Factor. And you said Eurovision. Like, oh, yeah, yes. that makes sense. That's definitely it. 2015 is the longest running annual TV music competition. It's quite a specific category, isn't it? It's specific. It's an annual TV music competition. It's been suggested by so many people. Amelia Lennox, uh, Dee Dee, Keely, Billy, Samuel Sebastian, Evie Morris, uh, Faison Moe, Brayden Douglas, Laura Lane, Sheridan Hillman, Steph Daborn, uh, Ute Martins, Chris Williams, Hayley Davidson and Philip Galsgaard uh, have all suggested Eurovision. Oh, I think shit. quite a few of these suggestions came in um, around the time of the Will Ferrell movie. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. That was a romp. That was I a fun really, romp. Yeah, was and people need to stop taking themselves so seriously. Enjoy the romp. Romps are fun. Oh, did that that got shot on a bit? Yeah, it did. Oh, that's fun. I loved it. It was such a. I was in an isolation. I think at the time, mm. and I'm like, this is exactly what I need. It was perfect. so perfect. Perfect for sick. Yeah. I um I watched it one night when I was making homemade frozen margaritas. Got completely shit faced. <laughs> Do not remember most of the film. 
Uh, and it was one of the nights. Do you remember when we had like our web series was coming out? It was also in a lockdown, and we had like they the episodes came out on YouTube, and we would jump in there and do like chats with people as we watched an episode. Yeah, I was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know if what I said. I was very drunk. I don't think I noticed. I give myself. I gave myself alcohol poisoning that night. Oh, did you really? Shit. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, That's amazing. Thank you so much. Wow, Jess, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually cool. really badass. What I mean is I did not remember the movie very much and then I started to rewatch it the other day and I was like, this is a romp. <laughs> a romp. I'm sure I enjoyed this the first time, <laughs> even though I didn't remember what had happened. So fun. I'm, I'm going to have to watch again after hearing this report because yeah. I imagine I didn't get a lot of references and stuff. Yeah, quite oh, possibly, yeah. yeah. Did you notice all the cameos? No. Well, I, I don't. You don't watch it? I haven't really seen. I've seen you know the highlights. Like I yeah. remember the the Viking metal band. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Voltron or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of. Um, a, look, it's been going for quite some time. There's a lot of some pretty wild and fun things that have happened. Um, Michelle, you're you're a Eurovision fan. I love it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we've lost him in thought. What is it? Someone M and Dami you know, M. Dami M. Australia having and my, my beautiful friend uh, Montaigne. Yes, oh, represented Australia a couple of times. One. Yeah, oh. absolutely robbed by the lockdown year because that was a cracking song and a cracking. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm fine about it. Although right. we probably shouldn't be in it. It's not fair. It's weird. It is. It, it is, is weird, weird. But you know, they're just being inclusive and nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Which They're like, okay. oh, you guys like it? You can be in I mean, it. You, do you want to have a go? It's so <laughs> nice to give us a go. Thank you. We love to have a go here. Oh, we love to have a go. Did, did I'd love to know, maybe this will come up, but I remember reading on Twitter some Europeans were saying there's going to be backlash. You're not going to get many votes this year after the Djokovic uh, Australian oh, Open tennis. Oh, really? Yes, oh, the vaccine <laughs> thing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Did that, did that anything funny. come of that? No, I don't think so. That's yeah, really that was, funny. To yeah, be like, you'll pay on the Eurovision, on Eurovision. stage. Eurovision gets very political at right. times. Very political. Yeah, yeah, apparently, like England never does well because everyone hates them in Europe or something. Or have I made that up? No, yeah. that that is that is a fair to say. Um, but it was a different year this year. A different year. But then, you, anyway, Jess, you please, yes. you tell us. This and is I'm a not, long preamble. I'm not going like through the results year by year. Oh, what, what are we even doing? What is doing? this? Not a Michelle Brazier <laughs> blow by blow. <laughs> Fuck okay. is this? 1972. Want to hear every competitor <laughs> from every year? So, I mean, Eurovision, obviously. A massive topic spanning several decades and you could just choose one small part of it and do a full report on it. Um, and it's also a bit of a cult favourite. People are incredibly passionate. It's been happening for such a long time that it can be a bit daunting to try and dip your toes in as a new audience member. If you've mm. never watched Eurovision, and I've never, I don't think I have like sat down and watched an entire Eurovision or I've just seen lots of bits and pieces and... But it, that's the thing. It feels daunting. It's intimidating because of the gatekeepers like Michelle. Yes. I'm not like, a gatekeeper. Um, do you name the last three winners of Eurovision? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're not coming to my Eurovision party. Exactly right. <laughs> that's what Michelle um, said last time. Dress up as an iconic Eurovision uh, act or get the fuck out of my house. Name three of the cameos from Will Ferrell's <laughs> yeah. movie. I don't know 
that much about it. But our friend Rosie knows more than me. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. really good at it. And She's Rosie, good at Well, that's the thing. Rosie Eurovision. will invite you to a Eurovision party. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, I would love to. Mm. Um, but I'm scared. It's okay if you don't know. Yeah. You I just come and you just watch it and you enjoy it. I've found that with most of those intimidating worlds. The people who love something, they're normally, once you try... Mm. They, lo- they love inviting new people into their passion. Yeah, yeah that's so what funny. a cult is for. It's happened so many times where I've been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> like I, when I did the show about beers, I'd say it to all the brewers. I'm like, mm. I really, I'm yeah. doing this show. I'm slightly embarrassed that I, I'm not really a beer expert. They're like, no, nah, it's fine. you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know what, I can't tell you what tastes these are. And they're like, it doesn't matter. You like it or you're not. That's what's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's like, that happens everywhere. We, the art show we've just yeah. been filming. Everyone, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm talking to this <laughs> art expert. And like, it's fine. It's great that you're taking an interest. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. I have to learn that lesson every time. That's yeah, right. you just got to go for it. I'm just, I'm very much one of those people who just ask I'm just like, come on, I want to learn about the thing. And they're yeah. like, I'm just an 11 year old. That's my general approach. And I think it helps. It's a good approach. And also I think, you know, what I learnt on the um, Riverdance episode of this podcast is that sometimes when you care too deeply about something <laughs> or it ha- is tied so strongly to nostalgia <laughs> that sometimes you can feel a little defensive or attacked when people make <laughs> jokes about it. So just to any people out there who are like Eurovision diehards, you absolutely love it, it is very important to you, um, we are talking about this. As two people who know nothing about it and one person who knows a fair bit. And uh, we love it, and it, but it will be lighthearted. <laughs> just, I just say that every time now because that river dance really broke me. Um, so, yeah, I, I think what I I've done... I don't remember that at all. People <laughs> of course you don't. bring it up as it was like traumatic to listen to, yeah. hearing your heart slowly break. Yeah. But I just don't remember being like that. Why would you remember it? Why would you remember my heart breaking? Yeah, it just <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have uh, uh, some empathy, but it's I I don't think I noticed or something. It was such a long time ago. And it was such It a was long time ago. 6 years ago. Um, I don't really remember it either. But <laughs> so what I've done with Eurovision is I've split it into a bunch of subcategories and I'll explain how it started and how it's changed over the years um, and some fun stories about the drama and controversy and triumph and I'm going to get in as much bonkers stuff as I possibly can. So hopefully this will be a pretty good introduction to people who haven't gotten around Eurovision um, and for passionate Eurovision viewers, I hope you can find some joy in hearing us who have never watched it um, learn about it for the first time. Hell yeah. It's, it's an interesting name. Looking forward to finding out how they got to that because it's like a music competition. Mm. Euro, you're like, yeah, Europe, even though Australia's involved. But Vision, you feel like it's that'd be a movie festival or something. Yeah, A okay. silent movie festival at that. Because it's on telly. <gasps> Is it? <laughs> I'm learning so much already. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's, this is, this is going to be very exciting. So the idea to organise a pan-European musical competition was born at a meeting of the European Broadcast Union in Monaco in 1955. They wanted to unite European countries after World War II and inspired by the San Remo Music Festival in Italy, it was decided that the first ever Eurovision Song Contest would be hosted the following year in the Swiss resort of Lugano. I don't know how to say that. I should have looked it up, but that's how I'm saying Sweet. it. Well, I'm actually uh, one quarter Swiss Italian. Yep. So one eighth Swiss. Um, <laughs> say it again. I'll, I'll it's L U G A N O. L U G A N O. Lugano. Yeah, perfect. 
with an Italian accent. That's yeah. how you say it. Lugano. It's close to the border of Italy, I think. Lugano, am I right? Uh, yes, yep. So uh, there you go. There would have been probably Italian speakers there in Lugano. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1956, still very early days for TV. So the first ever contest was primarily a radio broadcast. And it was mm. called Eurovision? Well, yeah. Well, it, What the fuck is going on here? It's had a few different versions of the names across. The, I didn't think you'd you'd be quite so obsessed <laughs> on the name. So I, I saw that bit of information and was like, not as relevant. Okay. Um, but it's it's been called a few different things. But yeah, it's been called Eurovision for a while. Um. So seven countries participated in the first ever Eurovision. Do you want to have a stab at who participated? Oh, it's got to be Germany. Yes. I think Germany when I think Eurovision for some reason. Yes, Germany. Sweden. No, Sweden. <gasps> Italy. Italy, yes. England. Nope. <gasps> Switzerland. Yes, because it's in Switzerland. Okay, so that's good that's that they're good. participating. Oh, what else is around there? Austria. No. France. Mm. Yes. That's a good one. Uh... And what about uh, Singapore? Singapore, <laughs> not that year. Okay, that was a wild swing, Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane. Brisbane <laughs> did participate. Mm. Now, we also had Belgium. Belgium. Netherlands. Netherlands and, and Luxembourg. Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, everybody. So, yeah, that was the, the first ever that participated the first year. Each country submitted two entries. The songs were not to exceed three and a half minutes. And the performers, <laughs> the dog's just having a very big drink of water. He likes to do that when I'm on a uh, telehealth psychology appointment. I really, I really hope that Mike picked that up because yeah. that was some vicious yeah. slurping. And he, and he doesn't just have a little bit of a drink. He goes for like a solid 10 minutes. And yeah. you're like, okay, mate, you got, you're all good? Okay. Like Jess making frozen margaritas, am I right? <laughs> Doesn't know when to stop. She can't just have one. <laughs> um, so yeah, each country had two entries, and they the songs couldn't be longer than three and a half minutes, and the performers were accompanied by a twenty-four piece orchestra. Oof. Twenty-four is a lot of orchestra. That's I think. a nice orchestra. Yeah, that's nice. That'd that's big a, enough. A, that's full enough. Timpani in there. Probably a timpani, yeah. Bit of timpani, couple of trombones, first trombone, second trombone. Yeah, Ooh. you're going to have two. For the harmonies. <laughs> I love a trombone harmony. I'll take second chair. Okay. Second chair trombone. Okay, yep. Do you and play trombone? That way I can sort of just mime it. <laughs> yeah, the Roll first really the first, doing yeah. that. Am I Heavy lifting. Yeah, no I'll, I'll just move my microphone over to theirs so they get double mic. Does I literally did that. I played second trombone for a long time and I would always mime. And then once <laughs> I tell the story in my new show, but I once um, I dropped in a performance, I dropped the slide into the audience because they're not like, and it just flew off. And I was like, oh, well, and I started crying. I was 12 and I started crying and like, I kept miming. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a performer. Show that's, must go on. That's showbiz, baby. Yeah. Still weeping? Yeah, still weeping. <laughs> Weeping and miming. Oh God, she's good. That's George fun. of the Jungle. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Your parents were so proud. <laughs> um, so this, y- you may have noticed what I said in there. Two entries. Ooh. Each country had two entries. This was the only time in which multiple entries per country was permitted. That's amazing. So there's only seven of them. So I suppose once you do seven songs, you're like, okay. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> yeah. you, you beef it up a little bit. Everyone gets to do two. Everyone gets two songs. Now the show goes for a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Um, 
It was also the only time when voting was held behind closed doors. Ooh. With only the, the doors open now. Well, with only the winner being announced on stage. All oh. participating countries sent two jury members in order to vote secretly on the songs. The jury yeah, They should have got like music execs, not jury members. Yeah, Dicko. Get Dicko in there. <laughs> yeah. Not people who were supposed to be busy in the courts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's no good. Yeah, <laughs> that is a, a, a good point. And the jury's... Yeah, they could have... Do you think... <laughs> do you think criminals were left out on the streets? Yeah. Well, they were certainly released, Probably yeah. on a certainly rampage. So everything. we don't have enough jurors this week. That's yeah. where the purge came from when yeah. they got Let all the that jurors. Let that murderer out. Let him... Get, tell him to go back to that primary school. Yeah. yeah honestly. He didn't get all the children last time. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I think that's not on. I'm glad yeah. they changed that the following Same. year. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing that w- seems a little bit silly is that the Jews were allowed to vote for whatever country they wished, including their own. Oh, so, <laughs> so was it a t- everyone it was, was a seven two? way tie? Yeah. <laughs> by the next year, the use of a scoreboard and public announcement of the voting, inspired by the BBC's Festival of British Popular Songs, was introduced and has been used ever since. So they're kind of yeah that very public. The scoreboard and you've got all the different votes and it mm. all gets tallied up. That's been happening since the second year. Inspired by the BBC's really well-titled Festival of British Popular Songs. I think the BBC, <laughs> they know how to party, don't they? They know how to really go wild. What should we name it? <laughs> Let's describe it in a lot of words. And call it, make that the title. The winning song for the first ever Eurovision was Refrain, performed by Lis Asia from Switzerland. Ah, very proud of my compatriot. Am I saying mm. that right? Yes. I think if the BBC named Eurovision, it would have been called the European Festival of Music and Vision. Yes. <laughs> Contest. Con- contest. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. That's nice, actually. Colon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Enjoy yourselves out there. Yeah, everyone have this a good time. This is for fun. Yeah. All the credit to the boys. All credit yeah. to the boys. Go out, give 110%. <laughs> Doing our best. And uh, I hope a couple you of too. difficult decisions from the ref out there, <laughs> but good on you <laughs> for staying civil. <laughs> the boys. I love the Not boys. Not making excuses, but, you know, a few didn't go our way this <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the host was Switzerland, the winner was Switzerland, and uh, Liz is the only Swiss contestant to have ever won the Eurovision Song Contest as Switzerland's only other winner was a French-Canadian performer Mm. who I'll talk a little bit more about later. Okay. French-Canadian? Who could it be? Could it be? Chips and gravy. (laughs) Chips and gravy. It's poutine. (laughs) It's poutine. Poutine. I didn't want to spoil (laughs) it. Just on the stage. But yeah, poutine Everyone looks at... Poutine for a bit. Poutine yeah. for Switzerland. <laughs> Poutine for Switzerland. <laughs> Everyone's saying it in the streets. It was actually really beautiful. It was a very moving performance. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The orchestra doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that one, but um, yeah, beautiful piece. Mm. So a lot of changes were made in the early years of the competition and it grew quite quickly. The second year, 1957, Austria, Denmark and the UK joined the contest for the first time along with the seven who'd competed the year before. And the contest was held in Frankfurt in Germany. I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. <laughs> While TV was on the rise, this contest was still primarily broadcast on radio. And in contrast to the year before, duos were now permitted Ooh. in the contest. Exciting stuff. Big do they have stuff. the white stripes? White stripes were in there. Black keys. Black keys were in there. Um, Sunny and Cher Sunny and were Cher in there. Sunny and Cher would have been there as well. Um, Popular comedy duo Annie and Ma- Lena. Annie and Lena were in Martin there. Malloy Martin Malloy. Martin Malloy were there. Steve, Martin, Martin Short. Yes, they were there. 
Um, Bert Newton, uh, second bananaing to Graham. the king, <laughs> Graham Kennedy. Yep, they were there. Um, uh, Daryl Summers and the puppet. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> or Ozzy Ostrich. Ozzy Osbourne and the bat. Ozzy Osbourne and the bat were there. That's why you're thinking. But they were both there, yes, but in separate yeah, duos. separate duos. Anyway, so yeah, lots of duos. Tony Lockett kicking it. Uh, uh, Nicky Wimar kicking to Tony Lockett. Yeah, and that was on their the, performance. On the lead, yeah. It was beautiful, Beautiful actually, yeah. poetry in motion. God, they're good. History was set that year by Danish duo... Um, Bertha Wilkie and Gustav Winkler, incredible names, who shocked the audience with a passionate kiss at the yes. end of their performance. Ooh, which mama. remains the longest kiss in the history of Eurovision. Whoa. I love that. It's the second year. How European. They had a, a passionate kiss at the end of their song. I'm obsessed with that. Hopefully it was a love song. I hope it was so out of context. I hope it was like funny and silly. Yeah, hopefully it was like a song <laughs> trying to incite war and then they yeah, kissed at the and end. And then they made out. Yeah. <laughs> That'd like be a fun. sexy, sexy war. Yeah. Which Ooh. would have been great around that time. Let's have <laughs> trying war. to make war sexy. War with our mouths. Yeah. Oh, yeah I missed the year. Where, what? This is 57. 57. Oh, good year. A great year. Australia got TV the year before. That's right. But yeah, like. We we had TV, they had TV, but it still wasn't like one in every household, you know. It right. blew up quickly, but not that quick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it is being it is being filmed, but um, it's only being broadcast on like one or two in one or two countries, and it's mostly radio at this stage. Um. I read that the the long kiss happened because a member of the production staff forgot to signal that the kiss should end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the they just kiss? got their eyes open <laughs> and they look at they're like, is it no no keep going, keep, no, okay no it said keep going. The Still. producers doing that stretch yeah. motion. <laughs> and they're like, do we do that with our saliva? Yeah, with the tongues? <laughs> is that a tongue thing? Okay. <laughs> um, Germany's entry, performed by Margaret Heischler, featured a telephone during the performance. The first gimmick to Ooh. appear at the Eurovision Song oh, Contest. Oh, I didn't know they did gimmicks. First of many. The first of Telephone, so, so what many. a gimmick. It'll never take off. Yeah. They were like, look. <laughs> look at this. The first time... Um, this time the rules on the length of song were also loosened, so there's quite a contrast in length of songs. The UK entry was like a minute 52, whereas uh, the it's Italian... It's like a punk song, was it? Yeah, <laughs> the Italian one went for five minutes. Love it. Um, and even though the rules suggested that the song... And even though the rules suggested that a song shouldn't exceed three minutes, the Italian entry wasn't disqualified despite heavy protests. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The incident led to the restriction of each song to last a maximum of three minutes. And unlike the previous year, national juries could not vote for their own song, a rule that still applies today. <laughs> you can't just alter it up and vote for yourself. I yeah, think I we think did really well. Credit to the boys. I'm going to give all of my points to mm, Australia, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just thinking about it. No they bias. were really they were good. Just very good. I like the little dances. <laughs> I like the, I like the, the jackets. They got good jackets <laughs> I on. I just think they got good jackets. I came here with Ten an points. open mind. I yeah. really thought, you know, I wouldn't be voting for Australia. Yeah, but if anything, I, as an Australian, hate Australia. But um, I'm, if anything, I'm, I'm harder on Australia than yeah. anyone else. But, um, yeah, they were just easily the best, in my <laughs> opinion. They moved me. Yeah. <laughs> and they're my housemate. <laughs> And my son. <laughs> I didn't want to make it awkward, so. <laughs> the, Netherland, 
the Netherlands won the second Eurovision Song Contest and Dutch TV was the proud host in 1958. It was the first time that the winning country from the previous year had hosted the contest and that's been a tradition over the six decades with a few exceptions. So there have been six previous occasions in which a different nation has stepped up to host and it's often for a very similar reason each time. So as the inaugural winner of the contest, Switzerland was invited to host in 1957 as well. However, they declined because they just held the first one in 1956 and they didn't want to host for a second time. So Frankfurt took it. Similar reason why in 1959... um, the Netherlands didn't host the 1960 contest. They'd hosted only a couple of years earlier. Um, so the UK steps in and hosts in uh, 1960. Um, the BBC in the United Kingdom stepped up again just three years later when in 1962 winner France declined to host due to the financial constraint of having just hosted in 1959 and 61. <laughs> so a lot of the time they're like, we just keep winning. Yeah, <laughs> we Help. just hosted it. We and just like, want to share it around if that's okay. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's like a lot of criteria, and it's a lot of money goes into hosting and yeah, having a place big enough to yeah, facilitate. Right. Is it like a tourist thing? Do people come? Yes. From, yeah. from around the world to visit it. Yeah, yeah, right. One and also, go. it brings a lot of like. It's not just performers coming over. Then you've got like all the TV crews from every country. You've got judges from every country. It's like it just brings a lot of people. So you've got to have the infrastructure to hold the show but then also accommodate all those people and yeah. Is it what, is the telecast live these days? Like if you go there, would you just – would it feel like you're just enjoying a show or is it more like a TV production where they're like, all right, hold there. No. Get another <laughs> round of applause. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it would be like that. When like, they like when they do like well when we were filming Mad as Hell it didn't feel the same as the Eurovision vibe. Right. Um no. Mm. <laughs> I think it is live. I think so, yeah. Or oh, cool. you know, yeah, pot- potentially great. a slight delay because you have to watch it at like two AM. Yeah, yeah. In Australia. That's not just because that's the only time SBS <laughs> <laughs> can squeeze <laughs> it in. <laughs> Uh, it's quite a long show, so we've got to really. Um, I wish you'd given us a little more warning. We've got to wiggle some stuff around. Um, in 1971, the winner Monaco uh, were unable to meet the demands of hosting the competition, including finding a suitable venue. Um, so the 1972 contest took place in the Scottish city of Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh so much. Oh the my best. Gosh, you, so you could go. What's the venue? You could go get a probably photo out the front. Probably Assembly George Square Garden. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, think, yeah. probably the box. Whoa. Yeah. ADC would probably do it. I'd say. Yeah. 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 This was the first time that the BBC had chosen a venue outside of London to stage Eurovision. Mm. Also, the, they, they the t- network They'd had it a choose. few times, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. so, it's not the country. It's not the government making the call. It's probably a, a bit of both. Yeah, of course. It'd have to be, right? But So, if Montaigne won... Yeah, she'd have the to AB, have it at oh, her the house. SBS. Oh, Montaigne would have to have it at her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I imagine she's got a pretty big place. It's an apartment, but I think there's a couple bedrooms. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that should be fine. One of those could be used for you know the for you know all the tech. Totally, hang out out the front and then just come in when it's your turn. Periodically, or yeah, yeah, come in when it's your turn. One yeah. of the green room and that'd then, be yeah. good. I think that'd, that'd be, be right. good. And does it see what six seven thousand? Yeah, I'd have to check. I'd have to check. <laughs> it's a bit deceptive, isn't it? You it know, because you look around this apartment and you go, you couldn't fit six, seven thousand people in here, but I have. Yeah, okay. I've yeah. done it before and I'll do it Seated? again. Do it again. 
Ah, uh, no. No. Some seated. Less seated. But yeah. definitely standing room okay. at the back. I've just looked it up and the place in Edinburgh where it was, I've been there. Where is it? Usher Hall. Usher Hall. Mm. I don't know that I've been, but that's cool. Yes. Well, yeah, in the early days it was it was smaller. There weren't as many countries participating and so it was probably a little easier in the early days, but now it's it's huge. So having won the contest in both 1972 and 1973, Luxembourg declined to host for a second successive Luxembourg. year. Luxembourg. I couldn't tell you a thing about Luxembourg. Me either. Well, now I could. Back-to-back winners of Eurovision. <laughs> That's right. And it's, got a, it's a fantastic name for a country. It's Luxembourg. great. Yeah. So good. They're mm. like, we can't host it again. We're busy. So BBC again took over. Um, and then this time they hosted in the seaside town of Brighton. Oh, Nick Cave's hometown. Um, Israel declined to host the contest for a second year in a row due to financial constraints after winning in both 1978 and 1979. And the United Kingdom, who is a go-to plan B, <laughs> also declined. Oh, oh. <laughs> so Dutch broadcasters uh, hastily agreed to stage the event in the Netherlands. So, yeah, a lot of the time it's like we, we just did it. Yeah. Or we cannot afford it. And it's then somebody else will step in. But for the most part... It's only like six times or something in the last 60 years. For the most part, if you win, you, you host. And a lot of them are saying, no, we just hosted because we keep winning. Yeah. So I wonder if... Uh, Tough at the top. Knowing that the winner is going to host at the next time, I wonder if any of the judges are like, no way, I want to go next year. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. go, go hang out on a beach. So I'm going to pick... Yeah. Is Hawaii, they got a Hawaii got an entrant? (laughs) Fiji? Fiji? (laughs) (laughs) I want a beach. There's also an interesting uh, bit of drama after the 1969 NACE contest. (laughs) The contest, which was held in Madrid, famously had joint winners. Mm. And not just two joint winners, but four. Ooh la la. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of half-assing your job as a judge. Four out of who? Four oh, out of how many? Yeah, do you know? I don't know. I don't know. It would be it's so like a many. quarter of the field or something. <laughs> By this time, this you is feel like a, what a an arsehole you'd feel like if you didn't win. Oh, honestly, I was at, at the green room awards ceremony the other night. There was like uh, a category where there was only four nominated, and there was a three-way tie. Oh, that's I was like, how dare you! I was so mad. That is. I'm going to write a sucks. letter about this. This yeah, is no good. That's no good. That sucks. Oh, my God. So, you're – someone's there. Yeah. And they're going, oh, my God, it's a three-way tie. And they're so they're reading the names. Oh, hopefully, they brought all the four nominees onto the stage. No, And gave a crown not. to a the crown. three. <laughs> and, and, and then threw poo at the four. <laughs> yeah, the four <laughs> idiot, idiot. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pushed them off the stage. Oh, you go over there. <laughs> Disgrace. So, yeah, four joint winners. The UK, Spain, Netherlands and France all finished with 18 points at the conclusion and of voting. none of them wanted to host the Well, that's year. exactly right. The UK had hosted in 1968. Spain had hosted in 1967. So they drew a ballot between the Netherlands and France and the Netherlands was chosen as the host country for the 1970 show. Um, only 12 countries participated as Finland, Norway, Portugal, Sweden and Austria all boycotted in protest of the four-way tie. Oh, wow. That's weird. And this led to the creation Sore. of a tiebreaker rule to avoid a repeat of the events of the We don't like year. it when everyone wins. How funny <laughs> though that like that five countries are like, we're not fucking coming. Yeah. How dare you? They were all ones who weren't in the four. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It wasn't they were like, 
we we don't want to share our win. Yeah, they we were like, won. <laughs> we want we us? want more losers with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is bullshit. We're coming here to win, not to tie. There's a. Did you see that video that started going around again? But it was from maybe the last Olympics where two yes. high jumpers was yes. it or pole vaulters or something high jump, and they were like. Uh, they did a few tie rounds or something and they were still on a tie yeah. and they're like, we can go into another tie round and one of the comp- competitors was like, can we just share it? And the, and the guy's like, well, there's nothing in the rule book that yeah. says you can't oh, yeah, or whatever. I remember yeah. crying and they're my like, eyes out about that. It's the best. Like, yeah. And Balling then they just both eyes oh, out. Lovely. They're like, oh, friendship. I remember at the time reading that they're like good friends and they train a lot together. Ah. Isn't that so nice? So it's just like, and yeah, just I think the, the, I think the guy who suggests, she's going to cry again. I'll, the guy who suggests sharing it, I think like was in the lead. Kind right. of like if, if I think. From memory, so it's it's, so it's yeah, really action. good sportsmanship, oh, and they're both crying. Uh, well, so I was happy. thinking, would have been crying. Would have been a bit of fun if the guy suggested it, and the other guy was like, "Nah, let's go on. I'm yeah, gonna go for it." And then he loses. You would say that, coward. <laughs> That's what you get for not being nice. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that at Eurovision though. You get people boycotting because <laughs> people tied. Not on. Not happening. Oh, beautiful. By the late by the nineteen sixties, between sixteen and eighteen countries were regularly competing each year. So it's it's definitely growing. Yeah. So when you say t- four tied, probably sixteen, eighteen countries mm. were competing. Countries from outside the traditional boundaries of Europe began entering the contest, and countries in Western Asia and North Africa started to compete in the seventies and eighties. And following the breakup of the Soviet Union, more countries wanted to join in the 1990s. Let's have it. Let's have a sing. Let's have, you know what? Let's have a bloody sing. I'd love to have a sing. What a shame they boxed themselves in with the name. They just called it singing comp. Then yeah, rather than Eurovision. Yeah. Well, it hasn't it hasn't affected it in any way. That's <laughs> true. We keep doing. And so do you yeah, think African singing, country- singing comp would have done better. Yeah, singing comp. <laughs> <laughs> singing comp. The next singing comp winner is. And then instrumentalists would be like, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Great. Tommy Emmanuel's like, well, fuck me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck you. What am I then? <laughs> oh, I'm chopped liver over here. Yeah, I'm bloody fucking Tommy fucking Emmanuel. I'm Tommy fucking Emmanuel. <laughs> he is like that. Says. And then he hits you with his guitar. Yeah, he smashes his guitar here. This is, oh, great. Now my guitar's yeah. smashed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got I a very clumsy face, I don't can't you? can't enter singing comp. Uh, Tommy Emmanuel seems very nice. He should have just had a go at singing. He's very unlikely to smash you in the yeah, head. Yeah, I don't think he'd do that at all. He loves his guitars too much. He loves his guitars, so his children. Um, Can't pick a favourite. <laughs> in 93 and 94, a then record of 25 countries took part. In 96, a pre-qualification heat was organised to reduce 29 participants to 23, while host country Norway automatically qualified for the contest as the 24th country. So, like, we've got too many people wanting to participate Ooh. now. It's too many. We're going to have to do pre-qualifying. So, some people, like, had a go and did not make it to Eurovision. Devastating. Some countries. Would they, no. I bet those countries love that Australia's in it now. They would love it so much. This challenge was solved in uh, 2004 when a semi-final was introduced. Hell yeah. So growing interest led to the introduction of a, a second semi-final in 2008. As a result, a record number of 43 countries took part in 2008 for the first time. And this also occurred in 2011 and 2018. 43 countries. 43. awesome. How many in the world? Like a thousand? That's a big percentage. 
I think it's about a thousand. Two thousand. I have countries? no idea how many I countries it, there are. I Dave would know for sure. He'd he, know the exact number. It's like one hundred and sixty or something like that. Is it one hundred and sixty countries? Is that right? <laughs> I've got the number one hundred and twenty-seven in my head, Ooh. and I think that might be from one hundred twenty-seven hours. hours. It's one hundred and ninety-five countries. One hundred ninety-five. That's heaps. This compri- this total comprises one hundred ninety-three countries that are members states of the United Nations, and two countries that are non-member. Observed states, the but Holy the See and the state of Palestine. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say there's other ones. Yeah, there's like. Does that include yeah, the like Vatican? Yeah, because like Palestine. <laughs> we get the Vatican. Yeah. What do you? Yeah. What do you do Does when it there's count like Sealand? Yeah, or New Sealand. Yeah, yeah. This exactly. is interesting. Um, Tasmania. <laughs> doesn't include Tasmania. Jeff. It says people also ask which country is number one in world. I wonder who's asking that. <laughs> and the answer is United States. <laughs> <laughs> The United States of America is a North American nation that is the world's most dominant economic and military power. Number one. <laughs> Which country is number one? USA. <laughs> They're so special. That's They're awesome. special. I love that. I love them. I love. I love. I want to go there. I want to. I want to experience the number one country. Yeah. I'm can. going in a week. Oh, what's this trip? So you're going to Edinburgh and you're going to the United States I'm going to the United States and I'm going, well, I, listen, I can't, before I get to Edinburgh, I am doing something that is a s- secret. When does this come out? Uh, 20, yeah, late July. No, yeah, late July. After the 25th of July? Yeah. I'm doing Montreal, <gasps> Montreal Festival. In Ma- it's not called Canada. Montreal Festival. <laughs> That's not what it's called. I'm doing Just for Laughs Montreal. That's so exciting. Yeah, but it's embargoed. Currently, yeah. So close your ears, Matt. Close I'm your ears, sorry, Jess. Sorry, I've just tweeted it in close real time. Close your ears, Jess's dog goose. <laughs> Oi! I'll be there for for just for laughs, which That's is an absolute honour. I'm going to they're opening up new faces to international place people. New faces is like a big um uh, showcase where they they're like these are the new cool faces of comedy and launched like Amy Schumer and Kevin Hart and all the, like Pete Davidson. So you're going to be by the time this episode comes out, you're going to be launched. I'm going to be launched. <laughs> And I hope I land safely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to New York before that. What level of um, fame do you have to get to before you will ditch me? Never. No, don't never say that. You, don't say that though. Jess, yeah, tell if the I truth. get to a level of fame where I would ditch you, I would hire you <gasps> to just be around. Oh, I'd love that. I'd be like, I'll pay for you and I'll pay for your friends to come and do the podcast yeah. in the house. <laughs> your friends. Your little I'm not friends. Gonna, I'm not going to list the two people. but I'll <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? What are they? And They're the rest. The, two, the boys. The Jess boys. and the rest. I'll bring the Those boys. two boys or any two boys you wish. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, that's good. Which to I'm know. sure I will reach those dizzying yeah. heights. Yeah. You can be like, um, I'll be your turtle. Tax? I could yeah. just be your little your little friend that you pay to like be my riff friend with you. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. Oh, that'd be so fun. All right, great. It's good to get that on the record mm. um, for when you do inevitably get far too famous. Oh, yes, yeah. you can no, be Johnny. It's drama. really easy to get that famous. I'll be turtle, and Dave can be. I, can't, I haven't seen Entourage. I haven't a long seen time. Entourage at all. But <laughs> okay, I understand the reference. There's one. Yeah. Up, there's another one in that group. Yeah, the other one. Is Dave can be one? the other one. Turtles, the real reference that I got. Yeah, yeah Turtles. Turtle turtles, the one like, that comes straight to mind. Yeah. I've seen the program on the ads. Yeah, it's a good show, isn't it? No, e. no issues. Dave's E. That e. makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. The manager. Yeah, right. God, he loves admin. Does he? I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Never met him. I haven't met him. And to be honest, I love admin, so <laughs> who am I to judge? Um, anyway, back to Eurovision. Okay, let's N- go. No turtles in this. Or are there? <gasps> <laughs> nah, not yet. 
They open it up to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> when I get to represent Australia in Eurovision, I'm going to have turtles in yeah. my act. That's your gimmick? Yeah, turtles. <laughs> a telephone and a turtle. And not people yeah. dressed as turtles. Real turtles. Real, Real turtles. turtles in a big pool and I'm swimming. <laughs> and I'm swimming and I'm singing and I'm s- swimming with my turtles. But the turtles are fine with it. Oh, they love it. They're f- they love it. They're fine with it. Yeah. And then the turtles the – tur- and then we raise enough money to save all the turtles. Yeah. So and the turtles are really happy that they did that. I think that would be. So and we get good. local turtles. We 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 yeah. are definitely going to employ turtles. local turtles. We're not importing turtles. I said turtles. So whatever <laughs> the <laughs> local turtles, yes, local turtles, yeah, absolutely. These turtles are local. So wherever you're performing, you'll yeah. local turtles. You'll get local turtles. Bolivian turtles, and I always do for Edinburgh Fringe. I'll have the local turtles. Yeah. I won't be importing no. turtles. No. I believe in employing lo- local jobs for local turtles. Yeah. yeah. She's always said that. I've always said that. Even before she was mega famous, she said this that. This is making me sound racist. I was trying to sound like supportive of, but now I'm starting to think that I sound like one of those, they took our jobs ah. people. You know, those people who are afraid of migrants. So I'm going to I'm gonna employ local migrants turtles. Okay. <laughs> which I think is all turtles. I think they're migrant. Yeah, local migrant turtles yeah. that are, come from... Um, lower socioeconomic backgrounds. Wow. Uh, lift them up. Yeah. And, um, and they're empower all them. Turtles. They're female turtles. We want to empower them. Yeah. To educate their families and um, get another get another go. Because successful women raise up other women. That's the, do you know what? That is the best thing that you can do. If you're like trying to improve a country's economic whatever, the best thing you can do is empower the women. Educate really? the women and empower the women. Yeah. Because yeah. they're better. <laughs> They're it's just better. better, Matt. It's just a better use of resources. They just get stuff done. Michelle, get you're really done. stepping on my toes here. I'm the feminist <laughs> of this pod. Okay, do you want to get just just get you clean saying because they're better? Because they're better. Women are better. That's oh, Great yes, job, Matt. Yeah. Matt. Great job. Thank you. You're so right. It's good um, having an ally on the podcast. I'll take oh. this one. Um, <laughs> women are better. And, um, and yeah, I'm willing to go anywhere. I'll speak at any event for a price and say that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If there's any big feminist... Events that are on, I'll be on your panel. Julia Gillard's doing her speech, I think, at the Arts Centre. Yeah, great. Well, I mean, to me, that feels a little inappropriate. Um, oh, does it? Yeah, I think I should be doing well, yeah, that. Yeah, you could speech. go and do it. You could go and do the when speech. When has Julia Gillard ever publicly shown any sort of feminist credentials? That's true. It's funny. Oh, I used to be Prime Minister. Now I want to take jobs from other feminists. Local been turtles. Working <laughs> in the field for, you know, years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're so lucky to have I'm you. I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take that kind of misogyny from her. <laughs> not now, not ever. Anyway, so technological developments have <laughs> transformed the contest. Colour broadcast began in 1968. Yes. Satellite broadcast in, in 85 and streaming in 2000. I love streaming. Does 2000 feel early for streaming? That's an early stream. Well... Yeah. Feels early. It would have been in 8-bit yes. probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was Mario on that year for Italy? Probably. <laughs> I think it's live, live streaming. Yeah. Like stream, like seeing things live. Is that streaming? Or I they, do they so. think that maybe they like got Netflix really early? Because <laughs> was YouTube, YouTube around that early? YouTube is a streaming service. Yeah. Not know. 2000. I feel like YouTube was like 2006 or Oh, something. do you know what? I have maybe no idea. Maybe it was 2000. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so I what wouldn't want to say. Was it like Google 99? Mm. Didn't we learn that yeah, one of our live shows? Yeah, I believe that. Gone are the days as well of a show that lasts a couple of hours. Um, since 2008, each contest is typically formed of three live television shows held over one week. Two semifinals are held on Tuesday and Thursday, followed by the final on the Saturday. 
<laughs> All participating countries compete in one of the two semifinals, except for the host country of that year's contest and the contest's biggest financial contributors known as the Big Five. Mm. France, Germany, Italy, Spain and the UK – like, buy your way into the final. They all oh. automatically make it into the final every wow. year. This taints the whole enterprise for mm. me. The big five plus the host country are always in the final. Jeez. Interesting. Isn't that? The remaining countries are split between the two semifinals and then the 10 highest scoring entries in each qualify to uh, add up to 26 countries competing in the final. It's amazing. Okay, so a little bit about how the show and voting works. Um, So to answer some questions about what happens at a Eurovision show and how does voting work, I turn to a Eurovision appreciation website I found called wikipedia.org. Okay. It says each show typically begins with an opening act consisting of music and or dance performances by invited artists which contribute to a unique theme and identity created for that year's event. Themes that um, have been in place since 2002. Some of my favourite themes include 2008's uh, Confluence of Sound mm. and 2012's Light Your Fire. Mm. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. I also really enjoy the contrast between years. Like 2017's theme was Celebrate Diversity and then the next year was All Aboard. Can't believe they didn't ask me to perform that year. I just really love the ones like, hey, Let's make the theme celebrate diversity. But this year it's like, let's make it boats. <laughs> <laughs> or planes. It's very funny. I think of trains when I hear trains. all aboard. Oh, oh do my you? God. It could be so many things. All, all aboard, aboard is actually quite broad. That's a boat broad. thing. That's is amazing. it normally a boat thing? All aboard. I think they so. They say it in Titanic. They say it in Titanic. Oh, man. But also I think it means any... I could say it getting into my car. Toot toot. I could say it, uh, you know, hopping into bed and then inviting my partner into bed. I could say all aboard. All aboard bed. Yep. Tim hops on. The dog hops on. And, and, we're all, and, and then, then I say everyone, toot toot and off we go. Everyone is aboard. Everyone's aboard. And I say careful when I'm lighting the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Mind the gap. <laughs> it's just a bit of fun. And YouTube was founded in 2005. Okay, there you go. It's for people who are. Who yelling just, at their iPods? Well, yeah, or just being like, what, when? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when? When was it? Because you could be driving it? in your car. That's when yeah. I listen to this podcast. And you, All couldn't, you couldn't be Googling because you Toot shouldn't Toot. be on your phone. No, absolutely not. Um, this is something I loved very much as well. Since 2013, the opening of the contest's final has included a flag parade with competing artists entering the stage behind their country's flag in yes. a similar manner to the Olympic mm. Games. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love that. Love that so much. Viewers are welcomed by one or more presenters who provide key updates during the show. They're like the hosts. They conduct interviews with competing acts in the green room and they guide the voting procedure in English and French. They need to be able to speak both. That's one of the criteria for the hosts. You have to be able to speak English and French. I love that. I love that about French people that they're like, no, it's the language that we speak and you will all speak it. Yeah. Absolutely not. As they should. I love it so much. And then English speaking people are like, oh, can't you speak English? And they're like, yes. Can you speak French, please? Fuck yeah. you. Like, I love that I love attitude. That. I love the, yeah. It's I also don't speak French, so, like, I obviously suffer from it, but I'm trying to learn. Well, yeah, I think, like, I think as English speakers, we go anywhere in the world and we're like, you will figure out how to yeah, It's like, you'll me. figure it out. It's like, no, you came to me. Yeah. yeah you figure yeah. it out. I think that's very fair. Yeah. I did find in France, they, if you aren't very good at French, they don't want you to even try. 
I think yeah. that, I think it's insulting it's to them that you. I think with particular it. types of Australian accents, Matt, in particular, maybe yours might be upsetting for oh. you to try a bit of French. Bonjour. What I was, oh, that's actually quite nice. What I was told was to like to try and be, and yeah, say bonjour and then be like, uh, "Do you Sorry. speak English?" Yeah. And then they'll they'll usually be like, "Yes, I speak English." What do yeah. you need? But it's like if you just if you just try, if yeah. you walk up and go. Hello? They're like, uh, no, I don't yeah. speak English. Yeah, just have a bit of respect. Yeah, have a crack. Just have a go. Have a go. We were really um, shocked one time in, where were we? Amsterdam? And we sat down at a cafe and the guy just brought over English menus. And we were like, how did you know? He goes, we <laughs> 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 were like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, fair you were enough. wearing an Australian flag cape. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was chilly that day. And a cork hat. <laughs> it's going to be cold. Around. Take your cap. <laughs> So after all the songs have been performed, each country will give two sets of the the maybe this is not explained the best. So each country gives they have two sets of points. Two points. <sighs> one set's given by a jury of five music industry professionals, and one set given by viewers at home. And so you essentially go like I get I want to give this person one point all the way up to eight, and then you have 10 and 12, which are you like, you want to give the most points to your favourite. And yeah, so there's two sets of that coming from each country. The public vote comprises 50% of the final result alongside the views of a jury, obviously. The results of the voting are subsequently announced. In the semi-final, the 10 highest ranked countries are announced in a random order with the full results undisclosed. In the final, the presenters calls upon a representative spokesperson for each country to announce their jury's points while the results of the public vote are subsequently announced by the presenters. So it's just like it go. It sounds it's like one of it, my favourite parts of the show. Right. It sounds like it goes for a while. It goes for ages, yeah. but it's one of my favourite parts. And is it normally everyone kind of knows which way it's going by then? Or it is can it be a, a real surprise. Yeah, wow. It can be a surprise because it's 50-50. If your audience thinks completely different to your jury, yeah. which has happened, it, it can just be like it's definitely going this way, it's definitely going this way, and then it can go a different way. I mean, it's a pretty good indication, but like – it is absolutely, you know, curveballs, mm. curveballs. And I'm guessing that the popular vote, you can't vote for your own country as well? Um, yeah. I don't think so, no. I don't think so, yeah. So big expat communities would help you, maybe? Oh, yeah, true. Yep, definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. But I think people vote with respect oh, in Eurovision. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they, treat, they take it as it's their honour, it's their privilege. Yeah. They'll take it seriously. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And when you win, you're brought on stage, you get a trophy... And uh, it's usually given by the previous year's winner. And then you um, do your winning song again. Yeah, you get to do it again, which oh. is great because you've just been crying. Because yeah. you just won. You're like, ah, and you have to do I'm, it again. again. There'd be less pressure on it. Just be maybe a bit more be joyous or something. Yeah. It's very joyous, but it's always very like, oh, gosh. And if they have dancers, the dancers are really tired. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. oh, it's so exciting. And you're all so mo- – I cry, I cry. Obviously, cry, I cry, I cry, I cry. <laughs> But it, it rarely turns into like a big breaker, does it? Like usually they don't go on to be household names. Is that right? Well, I think it's, it can and I think it changes. It changes. It depends. The rules have changed a little bit over the years. The main vocals of the competing song must be sung live on stage. Um, however, other rules on pre-recorded musical accompaniments have changed over time. So the orchestra was really a prominent feature for the contest from 1958 to 19 uh, sorry 1956 to 1998. Um, pre-recorded backing tracks were first allowed in the contest in 73, 
but under this rule, the only instrument which could be pre-recorded had to also be seen being performed on stage. Yeah. So, like, if you had a drum track pre-recorded, you had to have somebody on stage miming playing Whacking the drums. away at the drums. <laughs> which I don't – yeah, which is a bit interesting. In 97, this rule was changed to allow all instruments to be pre-recorded. However, the host country was still required to provide an orchestra. An orchestra. In Even case someone wanted to use it. Yeah. I think that's good. It keeps the orchestra employed. I love mm. orchestras. Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. That's Local mm-hmm. migrant or- orchestras. Yeah. 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 Women. Uh. Women. <laughs> or women orchestras. Yeah. Or just all uh, uh, the most ethical orchestra you can have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, version, whatever that is. Yep. Um, but present day rules of the contest now specify that all instrumental music should be pre-recorded and there's no live instrumentation allowed. So it's changed a lot. It's not allowed. Yeah, Wait, it used what? To be, everything has to be live. Then it was like you could have a backing track, but there's an orchestra there if you want it. And now it's like it's all. <gasps> so that means like some like that metal band that won it, they were just this. miming. Or the singer singing live. Singing is always live. But they would have pre-recorded. But, I mean, it does help any technical difficulties not yeah. happen. Because right. imagine, like, the technical team trying did to get you, on one band you had and then another and then another. When we did that uh, ABC radio show earlier in the year, didn't you have some weird technical playback issue? Oh, that was horrendous. Yes, I was like, what is this? But I've, I've blocked it from my mind. Yes. I'm so, glad to bring up that trauma. So, no, it was okay because so, it was a live broadcast on the radio and so they were playing my track on the radio and this was the same. I could, I, I, yeah, I couldn't – I didn't have a musician. I just had a track mm. and usually I would have a musician but I just had this track because it was just going to be easier for them and they played the track on the radio but they didn't play it in my – Fallback speakers. So the radio could hear the track. I could not hear the track. The audience could hear some of the track, but I just had to sing and it was live. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I have no, I cannot help you. And I just had like halfway through the song, I just had to be like, I, I listen, this is, it's not coming out of these speakers <laughs> that you can, like, I can't That's do this. I'm really disastrous. sorry. It was horrendous. It, um, apparently heads like, rolled the, over that. The other brutal thing about it is that any other show, just a straight music show, people would be like, okay, she's obviously being sincere. But that kind of show, they're like, is it's this a It's a bit? comedy show, yeah. And so they're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And yeah, I was like, yeah. ha, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It was awful. It was really awful. And then I had to hang around for ages because everyone was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, I had to stay and prove that I was okay. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't just yeah. leave immediately. I, I was in like, the oh, green no, room as – Because the producers, are, they were saying <laughs> – There's a few of them that were saying on the – It might not have sounded right to you, but at home – it sounded so perfect, oh, it and you was were so like, funny. "No, I was like, no, that, don't lie to that's me. Not, that's it's not, not true. You can't. I can't just. I, I'm not singing in time or in tune. I can't hear the song. Yeah. I, that's I didn't not finish right. it. Yeah, heaps of people being like, "No, no, it was fine. It was actually really no good. One no one could, could even tell. It's <laughs> like I addressed the issue <laughs> verbally. They could all tell. Could tell. There was no way you you couldn't get around it. It was really it was really bad technical issue. Very very bad. So yeah, when things are live, yeah. I can understand why they've done that. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, but it's sad. It is a bit, isn't it? I it's interesting life, how... And I love an orchestra Interesting so how it's changed. But they'll still be paying to pre-record them and they'll pre-record them specifically for the show. And mm. yeah, yeah, you'd think they'd be a, like a super well-oiled machine. Like yeah. As a, I mean, music festivals do it, but then sometimes things go wrong. There's a big change over time at music festivals. There's no change yeah. over time at Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. that's right. There's yeah. a lot of time to set up. So, and yeah, and before 2020, all vocals, all vocals were required to be performed live. 
um, even like backing tracks and stuff, you couldn't have any vocals on a backing track. It could just be instrumentation. And then ahead of the 2021 contest, in an effort to make it a little more flexible to change following – because it, it had been cancelled in 2020 – they were sort of like, what if people turn up and their backing dancers got COVID? Or the yeah. backing singers got COVID or something. Yeah, and backing vocals are hard to replace. Totally. So they're like, okay, you, you have the option. You can have pre-recorded backing vocals. Yeah. That's no, it's which a slippery is slope, I'm going to tell you. It's yeah. slippery slope. <laughs> well, for my show, this this comedy festival, because I had a full band, I had pre-recorded tracks of each each instrument in case anyone went down. Oh, well, not of me because they would have noticed I wasn't there because they were paying to come and see me. Just a I band with a pre, pre-record. I would, I would happily watch the show and every bit where you're talking is just the boys <laughs> standing there in silence, <laughs> just waiting, just Tim smiling at Tim you. Tim smiling, giggling a little and bit. Yeah, and then he'll say his line still <laughs> and the music still comes in. But there's no – that would be a bit of fun. Or you just <laughs> – <laughs> you have a big box on the stage with a question mark on it, <laughs> like a Michelle-sized box. And oh, then yeah. you've pre-recorded everything. Small, petite. And tiny. at the start you say, uh, this festival, uh, some nights I'm here and some nights I'm not. Am I here tonight? <laughs> anyway, enjoy the show. Yeah. It'll be revealed at the end. It'll be revealed at, at the end. at the end it opens the door and it's empty and yeah. everyone applauds. So wow. Yeah. They'll be like, wow. Wow. Because like <laughs> your... Charm and stage presence is like a tiny bit of no why the one show's cares so yeah, It's about the writing. It's about the writing. <laughs> the writing it's not good. the performance. <laughs> you don't even have to turn up. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm not coming, Edinburgh. I don't reckon I'll go. Send a box. Yeah, I'll send a box. <laughs> send a box and a tape. Send a box to the box. That's my venue. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Now next is. Language. So all competing entries must include vocals and lyrics of some kind. Purely instrumental pieces have oh, never been allowed. Tommy, Tommy Emmanuel, Emmanuel is spinning in his grave. He's very upset. From He's alive, isn't he? Yes. But he will spin in his grave one day. One day. I think you can still spin in your grave. Like you, you can get in, grave, in and have a little spin oh, that's and true. then you can hop back out. Hey, you want to take your grave for a, a coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good to take it for a spin yeah. because you don't know if it's comfortable. Got to test drive it. Toot toot. Yeah, toot toot. You're going to be there for eternity. You're going to be there for eternity. That's what I always say. Always try before you buy. You do say that. Specifically about graves. It is weird. Yeah. I'm really into them. Go on, Edinburgh. Heaps of churchyards, kirkyards. Go check them out. Love it. Greyfriar Bobbies. Love it. Looking forward to it. Love an old Scottish graveyard. Oh, gorgeous. Went to one in uh, <laughs> where my ancestors were and it was just like full of Stuarts. I'm like, this is sick. Yeah, it's so, so cool. Good. Last guy killed for like capital punishment there was the <gasps> Stuart. Wow. I'm what did like, he do? No, no worry. I don't want to know. Was there something oh, bad? I think, he, I think he was maybe too charming. <gasps> yeah. Too oh, charming, too sexy. Yeah, yeah. we got to kill this guy. It's mm, too much. None of is. us other fellas <laughs> have got a chance. Uh, it's really tough. They put yeah. him in a box. Yeah, that's right. In a box. Didn't even let him test it out first. So language. Um, from 56 to 65, there were no rules in place to dictate which language a country could perform in. However, all entries up until 1964 were performed in one of their, one, like one of the country's national languages. In 65, Sweden broke this tradition by performing in English and a new language rule was subsequently introduced for the 66 contest for all competing countries Preventing entries from being performed in any other language other than one of like other than one of their recognised national languages. So they like Sweden the rules changed because Sweden 
was in English and they're like, nah, it's got to be one of your languages. That's crazy. It's very weird. Oh, so isn't that they didn't want Sweden poaching all the English speaking votes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Shut up. If Sweden strange. can speak English. Let them sing, let in, Engli- like sing in English. Yeah, that's very strange. It's very strange. And that happened the same year that the Saints won their one and only premiership. I know. That's wild. <laughs> wild coincidence. The language rule was abolished in 73, allowing all participating countries to sing in their lang- language of their choice. Okay, so I want to make a case for Tommy Emmanuel. His language of choice is guitar. the guitar. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. He makes it sing. He does. That's true. Live. So, yeah. Mm. Well, okay, so they got rid of the rule. Then they brought it back in 1977 saying, no, you can't be – it's got to be one of your national languages. That's so weird. And then they abolished it again in 99. Mm. And since since the abolition of the language rule, the large majority of entries at each year's contest are now performed in English. Yeah, I think I, I guess that the well, I, like I sort of get it then yeah. why they it it feels like they were stopping it from being all English, which yeah. probably maybe does take something away from the international vibe flavor of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, well, you can still like people usually will sing in a combination. Yeah, except for the English. People, yeah, they they've. Although sometimes it's very just like ding dong, ding be dong dong, you know, English. Yeah, <laughs> love yeah. English. It seems it does <laughs> ebb and flow a little bit nowadays. At the 2017 contest, only four songs uh, didn't contain any English lyrics, mm. and one of those songs actually won. Toot toot, it's mm. fun. Um, Portugal's Salvador Sobral's victory in that year's contest was a song in Portuguese. Which meant in the the 2018 contest saw an increased number of entries in languages other than English. Hell yeah! A trend which is repeated in 2019. So it's like more recently, countries are like, oh, we'll sing in our language. Yeah, or whatever. Like it, re- I, I don't. It really doesn't matter. Sing in whatever language you want to sing in. Yeah. You do you. You do you, babe. Oh my god! Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for summing it up. That's exactly what I meant. You do you. I'm in. Tw- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
2021, the first, second and third places were all won by non-English songs for the first time since 1995. Mm. 2021. Do, do. Isn't that cool? Who it won is. 2021? Cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, no, that was last year. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> secret. I'm starting to wonder it's if you're the... secret. We're getting a super fan. I just said I like it. Yeah. No, I do know who won in 2021. Hang on. She knows. She's just got to look it up on her phone. And normally, like, it makes the news here, who, the mm. winner normally. Mm. It'll be on the, the next day's news. Yeah. But I don't watch the news. It's something oh, I do. No, yes, it was Italy. And it was, yeah, that was amazing, actually. As the winner bloody should be. That was very Did good. Did they sing, Ecca la bocca, bocca, bocca? I don't no. know what that means, but that was a song we learned in... No, they did like not year, do that. I'm so sorry. I think it was like a bit. Ba- I think they had, I guess, fake fake instruments. I think, if it, I'm remembering them correctly. Ah, mm. but I could be wrong. So don't be mad at me. Don't be mad. <sighs> Wish they would stop being mad at Michelle. Yeah, Does cut them? it out. Stop being mad at me. Stop it. Another big show, a big part of the show is the interval act. Half time, half time. So do they have, what do they have? Little kids go out there play kick to kick. It often includes like a well-known personality from the host country. It'll be like a bit of a, a local celeb. Um, sometimes it'll include surprise performances from previous winners. Sometimes it'll be completely different. Um, in 2010, the interval was very time appropriate. It was a flash mob. Oh, yeah. strippers! That what that means? Yeah. That's very There's funny. people in the audience like dancing, but then also cut to videos of people all over Europe performing the dance. Oh, I remember, remember that. Mops? Yeah, I remember this video. So good. In 90- One year they did planking. <laughs> <laughs> in 94, Ireland had won the year prior and was hosting the contest in Dublin. And that was the year that 300 million people tuning in got to see Michael Flatley and Gene Butler Gorgeous. take to the stage for a seven-minute performance that changed Irish dancing forever. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, that was where it took off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that's where Riverdance took off. Not Irish dancing, but yeah. <laughs> that's been around for a while. <laughs> um, but I took this part directly from my Riverdance report. <laughs> um, the performance went off without a hitch and was met with a standing ovation from the 3,000 people in the audience. Um, an audio recording of Riverdance entered the Irish singles chart at number one on the 5th of May, 1994. Love it. And remained there throughout the summer, keeping Whoa. Wet, Wet, Wet's Love is All Around off the top. Sucked Whoa. in. <laughs> Sucked in, Wet, 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 you can't dance. <laughs> I love it. I love Riverdance. I love, yeah, good fun. Very good fun. In Euro- in um, Edinburgh, they had a halftime show that I think was the military tattoo. <laughs> Ah. Which is the most, like, that's a very that's Scottish thing to do. But they're like, we've, we've got it right here. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's ready just to here. go. We're in Edinburgh. What do you think Australia would have? Husey? Husey. Bootman. Yeah. Bootman. Oh, I'm Bootman. very sorted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a great crowd. It's good to be here. I love it. Uh, Husey. I love him. He's that's the best. Good. He's so man. good. He's such a nice well, man. Oh, he's man. very funny. He's great. Yeah, I reckon Husey and the Bootman would I'd be a great Husey and the Bootman. <laughs> I'd have Adam Garcia. I'd bring him back. Yeah, yeah bring him back. back. Bring him back for From Bootman. Coyote Ugly. Bring back Adam Garcia. Is I wish there the was Coyote Nicole Kidman doing that song that she did in um, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Which oh. one? Diamonds are a girl's best friend? <laughs> yes. A kiss on yeah, the that hand, one. maybe. Quite continental. <laughs> that's my I think that's Nicole I Kidman think, singing. I think that would make sense. But diamonds are a yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Fonzie, Fonzie. Hugh Jackman, Fonzie, 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 Fonzie Olivia Newton-John, Fonzie, Fonzie, Fonzie <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, <laughs> 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 
big three. <laughs> the big uh, three. The big three. If you had like Yothu Yindi, that would have been amazing. Ooh. Remember Yothu Yindi performing at the um, Paralympics or the Pan Pacifics or something? And that, oh, that was one of the best performances I ever saw in my so good. whole life. He's Very cool. The singer's passed away, I think, unfortunately. Yes, yes. But that's what we should have done. No, that's what we should well, have Well, I don't think we were even in Eurovision. I when think when we, we're going to have to host it soon. You know, with that, you know, the the everyone has to come here. The drift, everyone from like Europe all the all the continents are drifting. Yeah, how long before we're touching Europe? Yeah, can't be far. Yucky, <laughs> we're edging towards Europe. Yeah. It's taken a while. Taken a while, but we have the patience. And yeah, when we <laughs> get there, um, yeah, maybe the tin lids, tin lids, oh, kids. Yeah, bring back the tin lids. I like to think that um, one year they'll let Auntie Donna do it. And oh. that I'll be able to do that. And that would be really funny. And I imagine Australia being upset at that. <laughs> oh, I, very much I imagine so. me oh, whatever's it quite chosen. A I can't Australia imagine. Australia would be so upset. Yeah. Well, uh, Who's that? The, I've never heard of them. The a- <laughs> AFL entered a grand final entertainment every year has oh, people so complaining. Upset. Do you remember? No when, matter um, what. Was it Jet that played Are You Gonna Be My Girl twice? <laughs> at the AFL? Was it Jet? Or <laughs> well, it was somebody it was who played their hit twice. And That's I was like, this fun. is. Great. That's what they want. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just want your hit. They just don't want to hear your other songs. Just give them that. I try saw Vanilla new. Ice do that <laughs> at a festival. I think it was like V Festival or something. Vanilla Ice started and finished with um, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, so you should. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Who cares? That's what people want. They I don't love give it. A shit. I love yeah. it. Encore. Encore. Um, I'm going to talk about some Eurovision controversies now. Ooh, mama. There's some fun ones. Um, it's, you know, Eurovision is certainly not without its drama. Um, Johnny drama. That's, uh, Johnny drama. Is that you, Jess? Me, yes. Yeah. Um, drama is like, it's very much part of the fun and, um, a controversial political gesture played out at the Eurovision stage in 2000 when Israel's entrance, Ping Pong, finished their song Be Happy by unfurling Syrian flags and calling for peace mm. to the shock of many in their home country. Israel's Broadcasting Authority disowned the entry, but the truth eventually emerged that, that two of the group were journalists who wrote about cultural affairs for the newspaper, for a newspaper, and they confessed that they entered Eurovision as a joke, although they <laughs> ended up beating 83 other entries along the way. Yeah, that's amazing. With their song, oh, well. Be Happy. Be Happy. Ping Be Pong. Happy. Ping Pong. Yeah, wow. That's I, think, I like using it for political things. I think that's nice. I don't like how they don't, they're not into it. Like Eurovision that, isn't into Like it. that guy yeah. on Big Brother who taped his mouth. Yeah. Free the refugees. Yeah. That was great. That and was Gretel Colleen was so funny. She tried her absolute best. She was like, well, do you want to speak about it? And he was like, no, I've got tape on my face. But she was like, you can speak about the issue now. You've got, you the, could, platform. You've got the platform. You can speak. Now would be the time. And he was just like, I've committed to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I the tape will like, hurt if I take it, it off. This way. Yeah. I didn't shave before I put the tape on. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to pull out hair. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be all red and it's going to mm. look bad. Yeah, this is very funny in that particular time as well where, you know, yeah, just he probably should have spoken. He <laughs> probably should have. But he did a good, good thing. Yeah. And it's very interesting how, like, um, I was watching a documentary. It was a BBC documentary, so it was very much focused on the English entrance of each year. But um, they were kind of talking about, uh, like, there was footage of this old guy and it was black and white footage. So it was ages ago. And he was talking about how, like, um, you know, Eurovision used to be 
about music and now it's just all it was very much like the same vibe that triple j gets of like triple j was good when oh, i was yeah. within the age bracket that yeah, it's designed yeah yeah for, yeah and it's no good anymore because i'm older and it's, like, uh-huh. this, it's this is everything of course Foot, they do that at footies or like people think the 90s and people hear this now being like but it is it was better in the 90s <laughs> yeah. like i think well in other ways it's just changed and it's still very good and yeah. kids today love it like you loved it in the 90s that's yeah right. but yeah. they're like no it, no that's not why yeah yeah but it, it used to just be like you know one person would walk out on the stage and sing their song with the orchestra and off they'd go and then it became more like and somebody summed it up really well that it's like there's you know 40 different countries participating and you get to the final, there's 26. That's a lot of performances. You need to be memorable. It's exciting. And so having a gimmick, having an anchor, as he called it, was just something memorable. So it's you're not just going to be like, oh, I really liked Italy's song. You're going to be like, oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the woman in that bright red dress. or She the, was on fire. Yeah. And the, she could fly. Exactly. You're yeah. like, yeah, I remember that performance. Yeah. And it's also why it's become more and more popular. Totally. Surely. It's so drag. It's, it's yeah. all camp. It's, it's very camp. And I love it's it. Big. I love high concept. Yeah. And people love it. But it's different to what I like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's different to how it was when it started 50 years ago. Yeah. Tough. It's hard, isn't it, Chad? Well, pe- people like that even with individual bands. You know, they'll yeah. go in oh, a different yeah. direction. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is this? I yeah. liked the songs they wrote when they were 14 and I was 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They should do the same thing forever and never grow <laughs> as artists. Never. That, like Daniel John's Silverchair, I think, had exactly that a lot. Yeah, I re- all I watched the time. a documentary he was on when Straight Lines was out and he was like, I was sitting in a park and someone came up to me and went, Frog Stomp, what's happened? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, a lot. I was adult. 14 yeah. at the time. Now I'm twenty something. That's wild. Why aren't you still doing the same thing I liked once? I was listening to Triple J on the way over and and uh, loving every second of it. And loving every second of it. And the presenter actually said something like that. It was a feeling guy. I can't. I'm not sure who it was, but he's like, I don't really understand that when people just want a band to sound the same every album, they don't like them exploring. It's like. You've still got the, those other albums. Yeah. You can listen to them as much as you like. Well, I feel the same about sequels when people are like, oh, you ruined it with a sequel or with a remake. It's like, no, nah, it's the same. They didn't like yeah. cut it up and then paste it in a different – it's the same. You can still – They didn't take the movie you like yeah. and delete it from Netflix. Yeah, it's still – And upload it on DVD. Yeah, you're Unless right. you're talking about the original Star Wars trilogy and I think didn't they, didn't the guy go back and like – Reanimate things and change things, and that pissed off people. Oh, I guess that it made Jabba the Hutt bigger or ah. something. That's probably upsetting if you do change it, but yeah. I don't care. But about either way, I, I tell you, if there's one thing Star Wars fans hate, it's fucking Star Wars. They hate, <laughs> they it. hate they it. They hate it so much. There's like there's so many Star Wars things, and they like two of them. Yes, you don't like <laughs> Star Wars, and you just have to accept that. Yeah, move on. Try Marvel. Try Marvel. <laughs> Good so fun. Oh, a bit of fun. Um, another controversy, another another Israel one as well, was in 1998 when transgender singer Dana International was set to represent Israel in Eurovision. Her inclusion in the contest led to some conservative religious groups in Israel protesting in the streets of Israel. She received death threats, oh. had a police escort and security on hand during her time in the UK at the contest. However, she didn't give a shit, won the contest in 1998, Queen. cementing Eurovision as a celebratory space for the LGBTQA plus people. So 1998? Yes. That's awesome. Huge, That's right? amazing. And yeah. they, they were from... Uh, Israel? Yeah. So their own country was 
protesting against. Yep. I guess it would be probably not all they... her own country. Just... That everyone in Israel is protesting. <laughs> Every single. But how do they coordinate that? Yeah, they're really organised. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty amazing. Kind of like mandatory voting, I guess. Like right. you know, that's mandatory how they... protesting. Exactly right. But yeah, ninety-eight. It feels like it feels early, doesn't it? I guess like it is early. Yeah, it's great. like that's you know the language around it. Then what was, was pretty rough. International is a great surname. Yeah, Starna International. It really feels like you if you're born into the international family, you're destined for big things. Yeah. Surely. Travel for starters. Yeah. <laughs> Travel airports. Oh, that is absolute nominative determinism. Starna International never left the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real homebody. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jess International. <laughs> like um, international roast sort of thing. You only ever <laughs> see that in the pantry. <laughs> Rarely see that pantry. traveling. God, it sucks. <laughs> Um, one of the most iconic winners in recent years has been a bearded drag performer, Conchita Wurst, Oof. who won for Austria in 2014. She was – that was oh. – Conchita Wurst. So it Conchita was stunning. Wurst, that's an act I reckon broke through to the mainstream. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Part of the zeitgeist. Great voice. Incredible An incredible voice. performance. Yeah. It's one of those performances I still remember where I was. Like, I remember watching it and I remember being like, <gasps> I've sung that song at events. I love the song. Yeah. I'd say it's Beard a little overrated though. Great voice with the, you know. People talk about the beard a lot. Yeah. It's pretty just it was a, a well short, maintained, maintained beard. It's a well-maintained beard. It's well-maintained. Yeah, it's the hair was more impressive than the beard. Oh, the yeah. hair so was stunning. Sleek. Very sleek. Oh, my God. Stunning oh. gown. Definitely uh, used a leave-in conditioner, I reckon. Absolutely. <laughs> Using products. There's a Dyson Airwrap in that for oh, sure. Oh, big time. Well, I, re- I used to work at a supermarket and this the, guy, the, the manager had like really um, silky sort of long hair mm. and... He, uh, very nice guy, but I remember someone came through and he was over the other end and the guy whispered to me, he goes, but he uses a leave-in conditioner. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Such a funny and I just comment. thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I'm just like, yeah, somebody seeing somebody else and thinking so much about their hair. It's <laughs> very funny. Oh, you use a bloody leave-in conditioner. I didn't know what it meant, but I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Conchita Worst won the contest by 52 points, despite initial expectations that the act would be too controversial in socially uh, conservative countries. In fact, in a doco I saw, apparently some countries said they wouldn't show Conchita's performance on what? TV. And apparently um, the the governing body of Eurovision said, yes, you are. You either broadcast the entire show as it is or you don't broadcast at all. Hell yeah, Eurovision. And they stood their ground on that, which is kind of cool. Um, a lot of controversies are, are political. Either contestants make political statements or countries refuse to broadcast or support contestants from countries that they're currently fighting with. So Jordan broadcast the Eurovision Song Contest for the first time in 1978. Um, one of several low points in their relationship with Israel, Jordan refused to broadcast the Israeli entry, switched the signal off while they were performing and instead showed pictures of flowers. <laughs> Show pictures of flowers. Here's some pictures of flowers. Later, when voting showed that Israel was winning, they cut the transmission and announced to their local audience that Belgium had had was the winner. Wow! Belgium came second, but they're like, "No, Belgium won!" Oh my gosh! Belgium won. So Did, wow! So I'm guessing that they would have had the rights taken off them the next year. I don't know. I don't think. Was that I'm not sure? What What year did you say they? That was 1978. And the other time was more recent or something. When I they don't said, know about. Yeah, oh yeah, the other time was when Israel said they wouldn't show it or something. Didn't you just say the thing just before this was about Eurovision saying, no, you show it all, you don't show it at all? Yeah. Oh, that was in yeah. 2014. Right. Yeah. So maybe back then they were... 
they didn't yeah, ha- put their foot down so much. I mean, but yeah, they couldn't put their foot down at the time because they don't know at the time that Jordan's just yeah. in their country choosing to just... But maybe the next year they'd be yeah. like, one more chance, no <laughs> more flowers. Uh, uh, uh. No more flowers. And I, it feels like it would have been quite obvious that they're cutting in going, and uh, sorry, yeah, we're uh, here to tell you the winner. Don't worry that I'm a different guy from the guy that was just on. Yeah. The winner's Belgium. Yeah. Israel looked like they were about to win, but they weren't. But they did They lost all their points. Yeah. They, they lost them. They lost them. They had them in a bucket and they lost the bucket. So they, they don't get the bucket. Them. They don't get them. So that, because that would have hurt their chances a little, Israel. Because, I mean, I don't know if Jordan would have voted for them anyway, but not they seeing them, they wouldn't have been able to. Well, I think they weren't. The public wasn't voting back then. Oh, okay. the, were they? 78, I don't know. Good year, 78. 78. I don't know. Um, Georgia also found themselves embroiled in controversy in 2009 with their attempt to send a disco number by band Stefan and 3G. <laughs> it was in the aftermath of the Russian-Georgian war. The song was entitled We Don't Want to Put In. Nah. It was questioned um, for its very clearly political lyrics, taking a Too stab sexy. at Putin. Oh, yes, Putin. Yeah. <laughs> we Don't Want to Put In. Um, Georgia we Don't Want to Put In. No, Putin. <laughs> What's the food we were talking about before? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia was given the chance to um, to submit an alternative song, but they just chose to withdraw from the competition altogether. <laughs> They're like, you can't have this one. It's clearly a stab at <laughs> Do you want to put in a different song? And Georgia's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, bye. <laughs> so I think it's quite funny. Don't worry about it. I'm busy. <laughs> Actually can't come. I was joking. Despite being one of the longest ever participants in Eurovision, Belgium has only ever won the contest once with Sandra Kim's uh, Jaime Lavie back in 1986. I've not heard that. It caused a minor stir after it was revealed that she was in fact only 13 years old. Oh, Jesus not Christ. Not 16 like had been reported at the time, but she was oh, a 13-year-old kid. 16, still normal. That's normal. That's fine. <laughs> Exploit her. Yeah, 16. That's fine. 13, absolutely not. 16. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I, when you said cause the stir, were you like, everyone was going, wow, she's 13, so talented, or they were like, how dare you? Was it a sexy song? Well, no, it wasn't a sexy song. It was just um, that um, they had the... the you know, oh, they'd lied the, to get her across the board. I don't even... I don't know. I don't know if, if um, Belgium had... Yeah, I guess they must have. They probably did, yeah. But Switzerland, who'd finished second, petitioned to have the song disqualified unsuccessfully. (laughs) And to this date, Sandra remains the youngest ever contest winner. Wouldn't you feel like rubbish if that protest worked? It's like, oh, you've won now because we took it off the child. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like tearing it out of her hands. (laughs) Here you go. You feel good about that. Hold on, you're the big winner. (laughs) Well, her performance inspired other youngsters as well. In 89, the contest had two contestants representing Israel and France who were aged 11 and 12 respectively. Oh, my God. So young. And this caused controversy owing to the pressure the competition placed on, on the children to perform at such a massive stage. And following an outpouring of complaints, the minimum age was set at 16 years old. So Sandra will hold that title of youngest person to win probably forever. That's awesome. Well done. I, I don't forever see them young. going, you know what? Let nah, some let him in. in. Let him in. We Sandra get, did it. Why don't we get Nikki Webster to perform next time? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. To, we could have our own kid. Well, she's in her 30s now. I Australia's yeah. kid, <laughs> Nikki yeah. Webster. Nikki Webster's kid. No, kid. Nikki Webster. What? Nikki Webster, the kid yeah. from... Don't yeah. you remember? She was on the Sydney Olympics. No, I do the remember The kid from the yeah. 2000 Sydney Olympics. Yeah, we should get her up. Ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, if they like kids, we should get her up. We should get her up. We should get her up. She's Let's probably one of our best kids. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, she is. One yeah. of the best kids one we've got. One of the got. best kids yeah, we've we got. Yeah, we should send, them, send her out. 
<laughs> Ship her out. Ship her out. Get her in. All aboard, toot toot. Is she a bit young though? She a bit young. If it's un- oh, she, she was like, I think she's about 14. She's probably about I think 14. She's too young. 13, 14. Well, yeah. if we get dosed, we change the rules to 14 and yeah. up. <laughs> and we send out Nikki, Nikki Webster. Webster. Nikki deploy the there. troops. That just means send out Nikki Webster. Yeah, uh, send out Nikki Webster to t- deploy the troops, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Nikki it's Webster uh, and her hit song, <laughs> Strawberry Kisses. They're the troops. Mission, wishing, wishing, kissing your strawberry kisses. What, yeah. is it, what does it mean? Mission. Strawberry kisses? Yeah. They're my. That's. Is it like I've said this before. That's chapstick. On? No, that's the nickname of my nipples. nipples yeah, so that's why I thought it was something sexy. It's yeah, it yeah. is a sexy thing. I remember when it came out and everyone was like, "Oh, strawberry kisses!" It's like a. It was like a, a fun euphemism for um, when it when someone has their period yeah. and then you have it do a yeah have sex on their mouth. My mouth sex on their on their really yes and Nikki Webster had a hit song yeah. about that yes <laughs> that has to Very be one of those backdated sort of well when it came out it was everyone at really? my school was like oh my god yeah oh, oh yeah. everyone at your school well that's definitely true <laughs> my school <laughs> my school the center of culture my school <laughs> in the teen pregnancy capital of australia my school yeah yeah and it's also very true that someone was so stressed at, in an exam that they put pencils in their nose i've that's never tr- heard that i don't know no. that was a big school one no people maybe that was just at my school. school yeah maybe it was just at your school okay i'm being accused of lying <gasps> No, I'm not accusing you of lying. Shut I'm a- up, Matt. I've got a wee. I'm accusing you it. of believing children and you should never I, do that. I was a... Ch- I- oh, my God. Uh. Never believe children. If any children ever confide in you, do never not believe, believe, them. believe them. them. Especially not Nikki Webster. They're conniving. Uh, <laughs> They're full of shit. Yeah. I, do a not, lot of I do them. not believe them. I don't trust them. There's a few big names that you might not realise were contestants at Eurovision in the early days of their careers, including Cliff Richards. Cool. I didn't know that. Represented the UK singing Congratulations in 1968. He was the bookmaker's favourite to win, but Spanish contestant Maciel pipped him to the title by Ooh. one point. One point. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Now, remind me, Cliff Richards, what's one of his songs? Um, Hey, It's Me, Cliff Richards. Okay. I think that's one of Is his. He's a living doll guy. will sing. Living doll. I actually don't know that song. I've never heard this before in my life. Live and doll. Big fan, big fan of that song. <laughs> we don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. Live and doll. Yeah, you yeah, got that's it. it. That's yeah. the one. That's Cliff Richards. Yeah. So he's not living doll guy. I don't know that song. He no. like he sang it with uh, the young ones, whoever that was. Don't know. Someone whose name is like Cliff Richards. Okay. <laughs> All right. I believe you. Did a child tell you that? A child told me that at your school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was also Katrina and the Waves. The be- the band oh. is best known for their uh, 85 heat no. Walking on Sunshine. Walking on Sunshine. Well, let me finish a sentence ah. and you might know the name of the song. <laughs> So, imagine the surprise of the audience at the 1997 Eurovision contest when the group won the contest for the UK with Love Shines a Light. So, they were like their big hit, the biggest hit was in 85. They were in Eurovision in 97. I love that. I love that. Huge. Katrina and the Waves, is that what you said? Yes. There's somebody else who did that, but I'm not going to bring it up because you'll bring it up. But keep going. Do you reckon? What if I don't? You're going to bring it up. I can see it on your page. Okay, great. I'm like, oh no, have no. I missed a big one? No, I've had a little squeeze. Okay, great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so Katrina and the Waves won, and they won by like a record at the time margin of 70 points. Whoa. Huge. Bonnie Tyler? Ah, Incredible. Is she Total Eclipse of the Heart? Yeah. Welsh singer, best known for hits like Total Eclipse of the Heart, Holding Out for a Hero, represented the UK in 2013. So she's an 80s star. I heard that as 1913. I was like, how old? But you clearly said 2013. You're like, how? Holy shit. I thought this started in the 50s. I've been listening, I swear. Yeah, um, 2013, Believe in Me, coming 19th out of 26 entrants. Incredible. A so bit star of power doesn't necessarily give you an edge. No, it doesn't. Sometimes people... Unless you're you too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the edge. That's, eh? a, that's a fun gag. <laughs> that's a fun gag. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Is that the one you thought I was going to say? Or no. no. Okay, great. Unless you're regional... FM station uh, 90.5 The Edge. <laughs> <laughs> there was also Tattoo. Russian teenagers. They'd already. Oh, was, is that the song that was famous of theirs? Yeah. All there the was that and. Um, oh, yeah, yes. I do remember that. You gotta, you They're not going to get us as my favourite. I was too up the octave. You can't hear women. <laughs> that, that so I'm, not, I'm not. Bit I'm not shrill. a dog. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> How can you tell which girl's talking? <laughs> I um uh, I also love Not Gonna Get Us. Do you know that one? Oh, Maybe. we're not gonna get us. Not, yes, not yes. Of like a driving bell. a truck. One of my favourite songs still to and this day. Weren't they controversially Absolutely. not actually sisters or something? No, they were um set up as lesbians, but they're they weren't well. Okay, so here's the thing: they were set up as a couple and sold to us as like young lesbians. And then when one of them got pregnant, everyone was like, oh, "They're not lesbians." <laughs> but nobody's ever like that was a while ago as well, and no one's ever gone. Oh, hang on, maybe she was bi, right? Like because it was the, at the time of like, oh, now we're okay with lesbians, but if you're bi, then we don't believe you. Yeah, there was that. In that time period. And lesbians can't get pregnant. Lesbians can't get pregnant. <laughs> How would a lesbian do that? It's not, it's not possible. And also, I don't think they were f- people were fully okay with lesbians at the time either. No, that's probably true. That but is yeah. that is probably true. But I remember because, yeah, being very excited by it when I was little. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm there. So, so, yeah, it's a girl that I used to date a bit when I was young and we used to listen to this song because <laughs> we were like, this is us. Should we start a band? Yeah. And, um, no, we didn't start a band and we didn't stay together at all. And now I've got a boyfriend, so we were fake. Oh, <laughs> it was fake. It was for publicity. It was all fake. Yeah, you have to choose. Everyone knows. You have to choose. There are two sexualities and two genders. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that. I'm just joking. I'm joking. So you mad at me. Tatu had already attracted a lot of attention in 2002 with their song, All the Things She Said. It hit the top of the charts in Australia, Denmark, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Japan, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, and the UK. It Incredible. Was massive. The music video caused controversy um, due to the members kissing behind a fence. Big but they, they, people also now, I think, kind of go, it's because they were 17 at the time. That's <laughs> what, that was the main issue we had with it. It wasn't the ki- but it's like that was not what was reported at the it's time. Yeah. 17-year-olds you can kiss. are allowed to kiss each other. You can kiss. Let if one smooch. of them was 78, yeah. <laughs> then, then, it's a then he issue. better be a billionaire. <laughs> Let girl. me tell you. I was a long way into saying Otherwise, 17 again. 78. <laughs> no, I mean, we got that, but I think you saved it very well. No good. 
I, could, I was trying to pick any number that was... 78. Oh, no, how have I landed how? on the... 78. That's what your face did. <laughs> so, yeah, they were, they'd caused like... Uh, they were they weren't to number one, caused a bit of controversy. They represented Russia at Eurovision in 2003 and they placed third. So it's not bad, I it suppose. Was, I remember it being sad and I remember the performance not being that good. They I didn't sing very well I live. Think it was great, yeah. Mm. But I, I was very excited that they were on there and then they didn't, they didn't do... Their backing track <laughs> was spot on though. Backtrack oh, yeah. was spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't miss a beat. In uh, 1988, a little-known French-Canadian 20-year-old singer named Celine Dion... Shut oh, up. I've heard of her. ...sang on behalf of Switzerland. She won the contest by a single point. Mm. Went on to become one of the best-selling female singers in the world. Did she win it with a song that people know? Oh, now? It's, it's a... Fucking good song. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like, like, like one of her famous break, ones or anything. Out no, it's in um, it's in French. Is it mostly in French? And then I, it might it have a bit of English. Don Christian, darling, Don Christian. Is that German? Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not French. Um, but it's like it starts as a bit of a ballad. I watched this on YouTube and stuff. I wanted to play like clips of the songs. I thought that mm. would really add to. Your appreciation of your vision, but yeah. you need licenses Licensing. to do that. But um, definitely go check out the Celine Dion song because it starts kind of ballady and it's still really beautiful. And then it gets to the chorus and it gets like it. The pace quickens a little bit, and even she starts to like click a little bit. <laughs> it's oh. a bit more disco and dancey, and it really it shows off her voice. I love it's great. A, I love it's a clicker. Great. It's I love really a big good. clicky song. Low clicks, my favorite kind of click. Yeah. She's kind of doing a side click, which I quite like. Side too. click's pretty yeah, good. It's not bad. It's very casual. And it is very casual. It's like jazz. it wasn't planned. She's just sort of doing it. Oh. <laughs> She's Her not producer's even off the side in the wings going, What is she doing? Did she clear this with you? We did not rehearse this. She's throwing it away. <laughs> um, another one that I did not know. Olivia Newton-John. Mm. What? Mm-hmm. Although Australia rightfully claims her, she was actually born in the UK, moved to Australia as a kid, and she represented her country of birth in the 74 contest with a song called Long Live Love, which is a great message. Long Live Love. Long, Long Live Olivia Love. Newton-Jansey. <laughs> Khan Jansey. Khan Jansey. She placed fourth, um, and perhaps she would have ended up in a higher position had it not been the same year... That ABBA competed. <gasps> toot toot. Whoa. Solidifying themselves as a poster children and most famous group to come out of Eurovision. Do either of you know what song they Yes. Sing? What is it? Waterloo. Correct. I don't know why oh. I know that. But it is Waterloo. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great question with the Celine Dion. It's like, was it a song we know? Because ABBA, we still, do one, know still one of their most famous songs would be Waterloo. And that was their 1974? Three. 1974. God. Well, well, and well, and well, was that like, the English one that... Cause controversy? Nah, I don't think so. Because one of the Sweden did an English one at some point. Yeah, I think that was early. This is after that. This is after. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But um, yeah, and like I've watched the performance as well, and I mean, I mean, Waterloo is a great song, and it starts like. I don't know. It's like it just it comes out swinging. Waterloo <laughs> as a song. It's like dun 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 dun, dun and then they they're straight in, and it's like oh, it's really good. That's a song about war. Did they do a big Mama, kiss at the end? Papa. It's really good. Napoleon's surrender. It's a fucking great oh, song. Yeah. Abba's very good. They're yeah, so I'll good. Say it. Like musically. Yeah. I went on. A, I was listening to Waterloo as I was researching this topic, uh-huh. and I had to interrupt my partner sitting next to me. He's just trying to work, and I was like, "Shut up for a second. I need to talk to you about Abba for a bit." <laughs> 
because musically there's so much going on mm. in every song. There's so many amazing things. The harmonies are good. The harmonies are stunning. The winner takes it all is one of the best songs oh. in the world. When all is said and done, oh my god, oh my god, it's just so, so beautiful. many good ones. Do you hear the drums, Fernando? Absolutely, oh, yes, god. I do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Thank you for checking in. Thanks. Finally. Yeah, no, I do. Are they too low on the mix? Or have you got? Yeah, them? yeah. Can you hear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up the stare in my drums. <laughs> in my cans, Fernando. Fernando. The, 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 the engineer. Check in the back of the room. Can I get more drums in my cans? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, wait, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> now sing That's it. That's good. So, yeah, they won uh, Eurovision for Sweden and the group went on to become one of the most popular recorded artists of all time. All time. Although, much like the Beatles, they had a relatively short sort of career span. Did I they? I think it was like 10-ish years. Oh, I didn't realise. And then they officially split up. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That's, That's a banger. A I didn't realise until recently that that Madonna has a song and the yeah. whole good thing about her song is the bit that she's taken from gimme, gimme, gimme. I mean, it's still a good song, good song, but so much of the work's being done by that sample. Exactly right. Mm. Yeah, they're very good. And I think it's a bit like a lot of the music of that time, same with like Cher and like even I would say Dolly Parton, even though that's sort of a different genre of music, went through a phase where people were like it's lame to like it or it's like it's a bit naff or whatever. It's very good music. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah. Anyway. It's amazing, yeah. Th- that happens with a, a lot of – I wonder if that will happen. To, I reckon the one, the kind of genre of that at the moment is like U2 and stuff. I wonder if that will bounce back. Because everyone loves to hate you two these days. I think it'll bounce back. I think yeah. it'll bounce back too. It's just a cold, a, cold play. Yeah, it's about the fix peop- you's stunning. Fix you's incredible. I think oh. it's the people who are of a certain age, maybe slightly old than it was meant for. Yeah, and they're they're the ones who are like that's lame. Yeah, yeah. And then they grow out, and the young kids who were weren't too cool for it. When they get older, that's when it bounces back. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. When you never went through the phase where you made fun of it. Yeah. And you hear it, and you're like, "This is cool. Yeah. This is vintage. This is cool." We quite recently had a like a version. Uh, King Stingray came in and did a cover of Coldplay's "Yellow," mm. and like, yeah, the reaction is sort of like, "Fuck, it's actually a very good song." <laughs> <laughs> I've done an amazing cover. I've really made it their own, but fuck, it's actually yeah, it's it's actually great. I think, <laughs> so. I think that what that didn't that go high in the hottest one hundred. At the time, maybe. Yellow. But yeah, it did become... I'm not sure. They did become very uncool. Yeah, it would have, yeah. Well, it's one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life was Coldplay. That makes sense. I reckon the Bee Gees is another band that that's happened to. They Mm. were were seen as being very lame, but now I think they're... You're a bit naff and then you're cool. Yeah. That's That's the way it goes. The people who think they're too cool for certain kinds yeah. of music are probably the least cool people. It's such sad Yeah, people. you're just babies. Shut up. Just listen to what you like. Do you like it? Listen you're to actually it. really uncool. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually cooler to be not cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the mm, penultimate thing I have to share with you is, of course, Australia's involvement. Toot toot. We mm. love a link to Australia. Australia's long been a fan of Eurovision. SBS has broadcast the show every year since 1983. Uh, and Australia were initially invited to take part in uh, to take Australia were initially invited to take to the Eurovision stage as the non-competing interval act <laughs> in the second semi-final of the 2014. That's when Tommy Emmanuel got his go. Yeah, is that when Tommy got to go? Tommy got to go. Yeah, it was very exciting. Oh, that no, so great to see Jess Tommy. Malboy. 
Jessica oh, Mattaboy. from Australian Idol, tying it back. There we go. <laughs> or was she from one of the other the ones? The two great song contests. <laughs> She might have been from X-Files. No, X Files. She might have been the voice. She was from X Files. You're right. She's from X Files. There's so many of these freaking shows. <laughs> Pop no, stars. It was, Australian Idol. was she in Bardo? She was in Bardo with Sophie Monk. Um, Jessica Malboy performed the song Sea of Flags. In 2015, Australia were invited to compete for the first time. So exciting. To commemorate Eurovision's 60th anniversary, sending Guy Sebastian. Classic. Who performed a song called Tonight. Again. <laughs> Initially, it was like a one-off participation just for the 60th anniversary. Hey, let's let Australia in. That'll be fun and cute just as a one-off. But then they kind of extended it. We're confirmed to participate until at least 2023. Ooh. Ah. So I we might get one more go or we might get more. We do pretty well. Yeah, we do all right. And we're such a big audience for the competition. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if they're... financial and, way. And they're also... Yeah, they're like, oh, if we take it away from them now... Yeah. They might be upset. They'd be upset. They're so watching. Yeah, you can't let us in and then be like, no. Yeah, Because mean. like, why did... Why... Oh, the rules? Change, you just changed them to let us in. Yeah, change them, change them again. Dumb. Um, in 2016, Dami Im came runner-up with her performance of Sound wow. of Silence. Absolutely stunning. Incredible yeah. song. She oh, was amazing. Shit. Sat on a big box. She's got an incredible voice. Great voice. It was the highest an Aussie act has ever reached, which is pretty cool. Have all of them been – because all of our contestants been, to this point, reality show contestants? To this point in the report, yes. To this point – Or Guy Sebastian no, no, and Jessica Malboy. Because I know Montaine – I don't know. Has Montaine been on any of those shows? No, but, j- no. But – yeah, but those first three were all... Uh, was Dummy him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She was oh. the voice? Right. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know that for sure. I don't watch the shows because they make me um Yeah, Dummy Im was the voice, I'm, I'm 90% sure. That probably makes sense. But anyway, she is the voice. What a great voice. Right. Absolutely stunning vocals. Um, Cop that, Farnsy. <laughs> TV show The X Factor. I beg your pardon. X Factor. X Factor. X Factor. Okay. <laughs> X Factor. Mulder and Scully. Love those guys. <laughs> um, I want to believe. <laughs> and then in 2017, Isaiah performed Don't Come Easy. Oh, that's also uh, uh, reality. Yeah. Was he X Factor? One of them. They're all the same. Yeah. But yeah, reality TV. That's crazy. I wonder what that is. I guess that they're just used to that world already. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe it's like you, they want it to be somebody recognisable to the Australian audience, but mm, then you, but not you can't internationally go too, huge. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. And they're known. But you can go big, so like, why not send? I don't know. Known Nicole Kidman, listen to me. Send her. Let her do her little <laughs> Let her songs. Do it. She's so good. She's so tall. We should have. Why haven't we It'll sent Farnsy? Gotta send Farnsy. Farnsy's busy. 2018, Jessica Malboy returned mm. with "We Got Love." So there's no rules about uh, going back. Well, she just performed in the first one. Oh, yes, yeah, that that's was, right. that was uh, an interval. Mm. Right. This interval one she act. actually got to compete. 2019, we had Kate Miller-Heidke. Which was Sick. stunning. That's Incredible. Great. And that performance took the, um, you know, the poles that they were like swinging on. That's from a show that is made by an Australian theatre company. Cirque that tours Soleil. around. It's not Cirque du Soleil, I don't think, <laughs> but it is something similar. Um, I want to say Australia. like... <laughs> yeah, it was one of those big Spiegel tent shows. Yeah, cool. By like I think Strut and Fret or could be La Clique, one of those songs, uh, one of those shows. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Borrowed from that design, I think, or Song used the same designer. Zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, I mean her voice is incredible. So cool. And then in 2020 and 2021, we had Montaigne. 
with Don't Break Me and then Technicolor. Oh, so obviously you can Excellent. go back then. Well, that was because Montaigne had Don't Break Me in 2020 yeah. or 21. 2020, I think. 2020. It was the year when yeah. it was like the pandemic had stopped. She couldn't perform live or maybe it was cancelled. Right. Yeah. Was it? yeah. So she got a second go, but she had to get it, do a new song, and then, which I think is But then in 2021 wild. for Technicolor, she didn't get to go still, did she? No, you because the pandemic yeah. was still going, which oh, was very annoying. So she had to perform run. live. Like yeah. it, I think it was live, but it was in a studio, a TV studio in Australia. So it didn't have that live audience. Yeah. And yeah, really suffered, but it was an incredible performance. Oh, yeah. Another in- amazing voice. Like all of these performers that they've chosen have... Well, I wonder why they haven't sent any duds over. The average <laughs> Australian, send me. <laughs> there's a there's a bit of like a running joke because um uh one of my fun I have fun facts coming up for you. Ooh, and one of them is that uh like Ireland has won it the most, huh. and ah. there's like a bit of a, a running joke sometimes that Ireland purposely send duds because they don't want to host it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, we're so sick of winning. <laughs> That's very funny. It's very good. Um, 2022, Sheldon Riley performed Not the Same. Australia also holds the distinction of being the first nation to compete remotely, mm. <laughs> which we were just talking about Montaigne, Montaigne having to do. So what a privilege we have there for not oh. being able to get <laughs> not there being able to because go. of a pandemic. Um, yeah, I do have some fun facts, which I haven't done for a little while. Okay. I used to always have fun facts at the end. I you did it facts. in your last episode, but yeah, before that you hadn't done it for a while. Yeah. Um, I haven't <laughs> done that for three weeks, is what you're saying. <laughs> Two, three weeks. Um, but this is just sort of like little tidbits that I thought were fun. So over 1,500 songs have taken part in the Eurovision Song Contest. If you were to listen to all the songs without a break, you would be sitting there listening for 72 hours. Ooh. That's a fun fact. That's a good road trip. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a long I'm going to listen trip. to them all on my planes. I don't on think all it's the planes I go on. 72 oh, yeah, with a all layover. Of the planes, yeah. Big layover. Yeah. I'm going to New York and yep. then I've got to go, Okay, so I've got to go fly Melbourne to San Francisco. San Francisco to New York. New York to Montreal. Montreal back to San Francisco or to Washington. Washington to Edinburgh and then I got to turn around and come back home. Oh boy. Okay, so that's Jess, a, yeah, before you speak, maybe have a little think. Sorry, Matt. Bit of privilege. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, Matt, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. Oh. <laughs> uh, in 2001, the largest audience ever attended the Eurovision Song Contest. Almost 38,000 people gathered at Copenhagen's Parken Stadium, which is kind of funny. Wow. So I went to the footy earlier this year. And it was a very quiet game and there was about 38,000 <laughs> people at the MCG. <laughs> and we had our pick of seats. The place was empty. It was like 38,000. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, isn't it? We got the MCG. Um, that said, TV and online viewership is obviously massive. This year, 2022, an estimated 161 million people watched the contest, which is actually a drop of about 20 million from previous years. Oh, wow. But, I mean, that's also they don't know because when they're counting views, it's always – they still use, like, the TV numbers. They're like, oh, this is how many people tuned in. It's like, what are you talking about? They extrapolate from, like, 17 people's – yeah, houses. for TV, yeah. like, it's 2022. <laughs> like, look how many streams yeah. it's been done. Streams yeah, it's been done. I yes, won't be repeating point. myself. That's true. <laughs> if you're having a Eurovision party, it might only be one stream or one TV, but you've got 20 people there. Exactly. I watched I watched the final at our friend Rosie's yeah. house with a few people. Did you not come? Were you too no, intimidated? I, I don't think I was. <laughs> I would have been there if Busy. I... Um, I 
not just because of the intimidation. Mm. I, I must have been working. But anyway, probably working. that's probably working. I think you were working. You'll feel like you've got all the info now. I know. I definitely feel ready for You for can the go next around one. quizzing oh, yeah. everyone there. But you know, I forget everything. Yeah. And this is like an, a year away. I'm that's okay. You can print this off. I mean, I've been yeah, asking you questions <laughs> about things from this report during the report yeah. that you can't remember. That's right. Because <laughs> I wrote it three weeks ago. I There's probably something wrong with me, I think. But oh, no. there's just no time to Hey, but there's it. a lot right with you as hey. well. <laughs> with seven victories, Ireland is the most successful country at the contest. That's a lot of victories. Sweden mm. has won six times, while Luxembourg, France and the Netherlands, oh, and the UK have won five times. Mm. But Ireland Luxembourg has won five times. Yeah, pretty Holy good. Holy shit. Yeah. And on the other end of the scale, Norway could be found at the bottom of the scoreboard as many as 11 times. Oh, no, Norway. They came last in 63, 69, 74, 76, 78, 81, 90, 97, 2001 and 2004 and in the grand final of 2012. They really don't want to host. They, they really keep don't. sending duds. <laughs> They've won three times and that's probably they're like, that's enough. That's good. Um, the most covered Eurovision song is Nel Blu di Pinto di Blu, oh. also known as Volare. Which you might hear at ah. weddings. Ah. Volare. Oh. The song's been covered by famous stars such as Dean Martin, Cliff Richard, David Bowie, and many, many more. We just did it. We just did it then. Jess Perkins, Michelle Brazier have also covered it. That's a big hit. Featuring Matt Stewart. Mm. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> deep blue, deep into deep blue. It's nice. I did not know that that's what they were saying. And what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. It's about you. beans, pinto beans. About pinto beans. Blue pinto blue beans. Blue pinto beans. Mm, probably. We got blue a pinto beans. <laughs> it's just a... It's just a and Valare is the brand name. Brand of a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Come to crazy Valare. <laughs> we got blue pinto beans. If they're on the floor, they're out the door. Everything must go. Johnny Logan has won the contest three times. Huh? In uh, 1980 and 87, he represented Ireland as a performer and he won both times wow. with Hold Me Now and What's Another Year. And in 1992, he wrote Linda Martin's winning entry, Why Me? Mm. So he's made... I why saw, me? Why not Johnny Logan? Why not Johnny Logan? I saw in one of the, the doco I watched, somebody was like, Johnny Logan should be like as big as Elvis. Wow. But it's just sort of how Eurovision's viewed as like, you know, oh, just a bit, bit silly, of a laugh. bit of a laugh. They're not taken as seriously, but like he he could have been as big as Elvis. Oh, that's so annoying. It's almost, yeah. it's almost like a kiss of death winning it. I, but I mean, I guess it sort of depends. Like depends on what you want out of your singing career, I suppose. It depends on what you say yes to after you do it, I think. Yeah, right. that's probably a good point. Um, until 1998, each act was supported by a live orchestra, like we talked about before, and every country brought its own conductor. That's smart. As a musician, that's very smart. Makes sense. Who would we? Who's Australia's best conductor? I like Isaac Haywood. He's young, but I think he's a genius. I reckon we get him over there. England probably had the fat controller. Toot toot. <laughs> I also like, I like a lot of the um, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra guys. They're really good. There's a guy. There's a conductor. I cannot think of his name. I think it's. Um, Nick, oh, I can't remember his name, but I do know him and he looks like Sammy J. Ah, uh, okay. I would mm. trust him then. Yeah. I'd trust Sammy J with my life, I think. Same. Um, Not me. <laughs> and of those... Trust him as far as I can throw him, yeah. which is pretty, pretty far. far. <laughs> Quite light. He's a light, light man, man, I assume. Um, yes, yeah, so every country brings their conductor, which is so fun. Noel Kellahan conducted the orchestra of five winners... Mm. In 80, 87, 92, 93, 96, only three women conducted the orchestra at the Eurovision Song Contest. Wow. Only three. 
Hate that. Uh, Nurit uh, Hirsch conducted the Israeli entries of 73 and 78. Monica Dominique conducted the Swedish 1973 entry. And Anita Kerr appeared in front of the orchestra for Switzerland in 85. So the most recent time we've had a woman conducting is 85. But now, but now they don't have exactly. it Exactly. Right. But yeah, only three. But That's wow. interesting. Is that not a normal thing? Is it normally a male? It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, Be- being I act- a conductor. If I'm picturing a conductor, it is an old guy. It's very, yeah, it's male dominated. It's yeah, white dominated. I'm I wonder picturing why that the is. head of music from my high school and she was a woman. So, so yeah, well, I'm good picturing for you. The, the music teacher from The Simpsons. Okay, <laughs> that's a man. That's a white yeah, man. That's a man. Well, a yellow man. That's a yellow man. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. Do you guys, did you ever see the, um, the year when it was Lithuania and they had a song called We Are The Winners of Eurovision? Oh. Did you say it was like, we are the winners <laughs> of Eurovision. Really? We are, we are, we are, we are. Did that they win? It's incredible. No. <laughs> That's amazing. And it was just repeated and repeated, but no, they didn't That's win. But so it was fantastic. Funny. I'll never forget it. There's That's so funny. many like really strange and amazing performances. There's like... Yeah, Vikings, there's, like, people dressed as, like, monsters. There's puppets. There's one um, There's one UK entry. I can't remember what it's called now, but they're all dressed as flight attendants. And it's the yeah. singing is so off-key. <laughs> and then one of them, he just keeps, like, um, like throwing in, um, like, aeroplane jargon. Like, sometimes he'll go, duty-free, madam. <laughs> He's just saying stuff like that. And then, like, oh, my God, it's, it's really horrendous fun. and so fun. I said there was – um, I was watching Spy, which is also a fun romp yes. movie with Melissa McCarthy. And um, she runs in – she's, like, overseas somewhere and she runs into this big public place where a Eurovision performer is performing – and he d- he does this song. Actually, I don't know what their gender is, but they they have this song that's I think it's called Dancing, and mm. it's like Zebin Zebin Ailulu Zebin Zebin Eins Fly Zebin Zebin Ailulu, and it's really dancing. It's such a good song. One of Eurovision's best, and it was a real treat to see them in Melissa McCarthy's Spy. That sounds like a banger. It's great. It's an absolute banger. I'll play it to you after this. Verka. Stuff. Saduka. I'm gonna play you the Lasha uh, Tumbai. That's what it is. I want to see Lasha Tumbai. Uh, it's a great song. I'm definitely gonna be playing you the uh, Celine Dion mm. uh, one because it's amazing. I'm excited to hear that. But that is my report on Eurovision, Thank and you it so didn't much. go for bang on an hour. I did it. Thank I, you. I went slightly longer for once. Well okay. done, Jess. Well done. No, honestly, thank you to you guys. There was a lot of tangents. <laughs> Um, and I think that a really couple of de- decisions from the riff, refs didn't go our way. That's right. <laughs> from the refs, from the refs, a couple of the refs didn't go our way. You, you guys went out there, you gave one hundred and ten percent, and I, I respect and love you so much for that. Thank you, thank you. Just get out on the ground, and you know, just make the most of what we got. I should say, fantastic report there, Jess. Thank you so much. Now that brings us to everyone's favourite part of the show, uh, where we get to thank a bunch of our great supporters. Uh, the first thing we like to do, well, I should say, if, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash dogonpod or dogonpod.com. And yeah, there's a bunch of different levels. What are some of the rewards you can get, Bob? You can get uh, th- up to three bonus episodes a month, uh, early access to tickets to live shows. There used to be a newsletter. That'll it's making a comeback, um, and you get to vote on a bunch of different topics like every 
You get to vote on like two out of three. Yeah, on average two out of three. Yeah. Was this one, this one would have been a vote? Yes, this was voted on, yeah, and in a landslide. Oh, right. Yeah, which I think I've put it up before and it hasn't won. I've put it up before a few times as well. But they were in the mood for it this time. They must have been because it really, it won by a clear margin. Love that. Yeah. Um, So the first thing we like to do is a little section called Fat Quote or Question. Has a little jingle go, something like this. Fat Quote or Question. Ding. She always remembers the ding. Great ding there, Michelle. Ding. Thank you so much. It's an honour to be here for the ding. <laughs> I was ready with the second verse, but I felt it was the time for the ding. Yeah. Yeah, so Jess sometimes drops the second verse, sometimes doesn't. I'm an artist. Yeah. Let me, um, <clears throat> with my music theatre chops, brag or suggestion. <laughs> ding. ding. <laughs> <laughs> always remembers the ding. And... Uh, <laughs> The way this works, if you sign up on the Sydney Schoenberg level or above, you get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question, uh, and I read four of them out each week, and I read them out on the show as I'm reading them out for the first time. So, apologies for any uh, whatever you know. So I don't know why I say that, but I'm just just in case people are like, why did he read that so awkwardly? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good being. excuse? I'm only reading it for the first time. <laughs> What do you can I read? I always thought that around? you were reading. For, you were saying that because you were saying it's not like this doesn't reflect my views. I haven't chosen this to repeat. That's that's also true that's as well. Yeah. That maybe we, that's why I started saying it. That yeah. makes sense. We do get a lot of really fucked opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so when patrons. I read out like a real crook, yeah, thought I, like, I couldn't help it. That wasn't that wasn't me. They're not good people. <laughs> <laughs> the first one comes from Nathan Swap. They also get to give themselves a title, mm. and Nathan's got the title a. Giver of potentially boring facts. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> strap in. Well, we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll go. I was going to say we'll be the <laughs> judge of that, <laughs> and then I went to say we'll decide, and I just went whoop 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 whoop. Caught in a glitch. <laughs> so I'm going to evacuate the building. Yeah. Whoop 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 whoop. So Nathan's fact reads like this: The U.S. state of New Mexico is often believed to be named after the country of Mexico. However. New Mexico is 250 years older than Mexico's name origin. Mexico comes from the tribes of people, the Mexica, that settled in the valley of modern Mexico City. The Spanish conquistadors named that valley the Valley of the Mexica within the Viceroy of New Spain in 1521. In the 1580s, conquistadors went... I love the word conquistadors. I don't know what it means. I love the word conquistadors, which is a similar word. word. Oh, similar or the same? Spelt the same and and it is the same. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do I... Should I say it? Conquistadors. Conquistadors. I love that even more. In the the 1580s, (laughs) conquistadors went... Almost. Oh, damn it. Con- no, keep going. I'm sorry. Just being demonstrably Spanish. Uh, went north into modern New Mexico and named the large valley of the Rio Grande, New Mexico, after the valley of Mexico City, hoping it would be as rich in gold as sil- and silver as the first. Skipping ahead to 1821, when the territory of New Spain became its own independent empire, the first emperor named the country Mexico after the capital city and as a mirror to Rome and the Roman Empire. The empire didn't last a year, but the name Mexico stuck. 240 years after the small territory turned American state got its name of New Mexico. Side note, the first and second Mexican empires would be awesome topics. Thank you very much for that, Nathan. The other reason I reckon I say I don't read them until I read them is because I haven't fact-checked them. <laughs> so I'm reading I, I trust Nathan that he hasn't 
yes. stuffed me there. Hasn't but simply lied to you. New Mexico is named after Mexico. <laughs> you fool. You fools. I would, I would have definitely assumed it was named after Mexico. So that's, that's great. That's fun. That's a, f- or actually, Jess, is that a fun fact? Um, yeah. <laughs> No fun fact. That's the that's the energy of someone who's just had fun. <laughs> that would be a, cool, that'd be a sure. pretty cool topic. That is right. That Mexico. It would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, next one comes from Derek Brigham, uh, aka the giver of cursed blessings. Oh. oh no! I don't want this. Don't give it. Derek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nobody's forcing you to give it. No, this isn't. <laughs> this isn't. Don't. A, this isn't a curse. It's a question. Oh, oh, we'll see. Derek writes: Magic has struck. Oh, it seems like a curse. <laughs> Suddenly, no matter what food you eat, it tastes like one thing. The same thing every time. You must choose what that one thing is. What do you pick? The texture and temperature stay the same as whatever the original food was. For example, if you chose burger, ice cream would taste like cold, creamy burger. If... I, and I always ask the question askers to answer their own questions. And Derek has done that saying... If I were stuck with this curse, I would pick the Taco Bell cheesy gordita crunch and eat mainly boiled chicken and steamed broccoli. Turn the curse into a blessing by being the healthiest eater in the world. <laughs> oh, that's clever. That's clever work from Derek Brigham. Mm. Do you have an answer here, Michelle? Fucking I mean, there's so many options. I really, really like guac, guacamole oh, yeah. as a, as a flavour palette. I also like the flavour of sumac. And that doesn't have a temperature or a texture, so yeah. it could be wherever you want to put it. I don't know. Also, just like salt on, like olive oil and salt on bread. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say bread. Mm. Fuck, I love yeah bread. the sourdough I would from eat. Oven Street Bakery specifically. Yum. Imagine mm. if the yeah the flavor works really well in bread, and all of a sudden I'm eating loaves every day. I mean, I almost do that anyway, but it would be. <laughs> That'd be a, that'd be tricky, but I I I'm, I think he makes a good point. You could just eat broccoli all the time. Yeah, I, I quite like broccoli. Yeah, I like broccoli I too. Broccoli, broccoli and lemon. Anyway. Maybe be good. broccoli flavor. Pasta's good. Oh my god. Um, pesto, basil pesto. Yeah, basil pesto. pesto. Very good. Yeah, delish. Cold hot. Give it. Um, Give it. But yeah, it's one of those things because I'm hungry. It's always <laughs> you know too. the it's the the curse is that it's going to make any flavor not that good because you I don't think that's time. true. <laughs> I simply don't believe How it. How could one get over pesto? I've never gotten over pesto in my <laughs> life. The amount of pesto I've hummus. had. Hummus. Hummus is good. Yum. Hummus is good, mm. yeah. All right, I'm going to go with hummus. Good suggestion. Pretty good. Uh, thank you. Hot for hummus? You've just you've just given yourself a hot hummus curse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Is hot hummus bad? I've never had hot hummus. I don't know. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> Welcome to the stage of the hot hummus dancers. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that question, Derek. The next one comes from Eric E. Morales. Or Morales, a.k.a. The Talent. And <laughs> Eric is asking a question as well, writing, Hi, all. Question for you all. What are your guilty pleasures... Uh, what are your guilty pleasure movies that may be trash but you love regardless? Some of mine include the second Pink Panther movie with Steve Martin. Not trash. Uh, and Looney Tunes back in action. Not trash. Excellent. Yeah, we Rump. watched that recently for Phrasing the Bar. An and I, I, I thought it was good fun. Uh, I grew up with these and love revisiting them whenever I get the chance. Best regards, E. Do you have yeah. a, an answer there? Yeah, like the nostalgia plays into it for sure. Like Wayne's World is a big one. For me, my brother and I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, I haven't seen it in ages, but isn't that a good movie? Or 
I don't know. Well, I mean, I've I've had friends who watched it the first time as adults and sort of went, this is dumb. Oh, okay. But I watched it as a kid I mean, and it watched is, it a it lot. Very silly. It's very silly, but it's fun. Um, and, but a more recent movie that I think is a guilty pleasure of mine is What's Your Number? It's an Anna Faris, Chris Evans movie. Oh, I started watching it recently I on, like on it. Netflix. Yeah, I watch it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a rom. It's a rom-com. It's silly. Just because something's not a good film doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Yeah. yeah, not a good watch. You know, I think you can still have it. Like, for example, 2001 A Space Odyssey is a beautiful film, but as a movie, not much mm-hmm. going on plot-wise. Like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, different. Yeah. Different strokes for different times, different folks for different rhymes. That's right. Yeah. Different yep, yep, blokes yep. and different dimes, <laughs> and that's the way <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love watching bad stuff. Like, I love to watch a, a made-for-Netflix movie mm-hmm. where an American woman goes to Australia to try and win the wine the the winemaker so she can sell the wine that's a genuine one that just came out and it's terrible and but it's really fun to watch and go this is so dumb why are you doing this it's so silly this is terrible but then the, yeah the, but at the same time it served its purpose of yeah. I wanted to watch something dumb yeah I, I love those kind of movies love them there was one that it was another like uh, lockdown movie that I watched Oh, I haven't gone back to it, but I really enjoyed it. It was like Adam Levine and it was like a a yes. time travel yes. movie where he had to go to a Halloween party when we over first and over. Met. Sounds great. It was you know, not obviously not a good film. <laughs> but just it was the perfect film that day. It yeah. was escapism and it was yeah, I don't know. It was just fun. Yes Man's another one that I think people will think is shit that I think is really good and I've watched I it a like bunch of times. Yes Man. I think it's Reece fun. Darby. And yeah, the one you so mentioned funny. is when Reece we Darby's first met. And it's got, it's got a, first met. a nice energy to it. It's all very positive. Yeah. I love a romp, as I talk about all the time. So I obviously love the Fast and the Furious franchise and I'm aware that like there are writing issues, but that's why I like it. I love the Jumanji's. Yeah, Jumanji's are fun. Um, I love The Spy Who Dumped Me, but I think these are all good movies. I don't think any of these are like bad movies. I think, I guess, maybe Cruel Intentions is my is the answer, to, the closest yeah, to an okay. answer to this question. Like, I know it's like problematic and blah, 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 but I'm like, I have such a nostalgia. I yeah. for that and I love how camp it. it is. Oh, yeah, that is currently on right. in the town we're in. So yeah, okay. good for us. It's um, a very camp, which I love. Yeah, Clueless is the same. Oh, like, Clueless, very good. D- bad, but yeah. oh, I love it. Very fun. Mean Girls, that's genuinely good. Mean Girls, genuinely good. I watched one last week that I thought, you know, was sort of silly fun. It was Tom Cruise and Char- uh, uh, Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. and Oh, they're spies? Oh, uh, he's, a spy? he's like a spy yep. and she's sort of a, is a mechanic and she's brought along for the ride. Love kind it. Of thing. Oh, do you know what I love? Um, keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. Zach Galifianakis and oh. um, uh, uh, like Isla Helms Fisher, maybe. Oh yeah, Isla Fisher. Yeah. And I get Ed Helms and Isla Fisher confused. <laughs> and um and Gal Gadot and Gal Gadot was in the Hot that, Man that uh, Tom Cruise one. I was just saying. Yeah. She's great. Made her um, screen debut in um, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah, these I, I gotta. I, 
I need more of these movies. Yeah. So that's a good. Came out with the Jones. I got to watch that. Oh, one. I've got a whole list. And once I put on Twitter because I was trying to find more, I put up on Twitter. I want to watch movies like this, 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 and I got a whole list of oh, more. Sick. One of them was Encino Man, which I still haven't seen. Uh, yeah. Have you guys watched that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I loved it as a kid. So watching it again, I was like, oh. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, if I maybe you know, if I just went in with a better attitude and not thinking it was going to be so good because I loved it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta. I love. Adam I love Sandler the Jungle. and Jennifer Aniston's murder mystery one is, is said to be a really bad film, but I thought that was pretty fun. Oh, I was yeah. just like, a, I love murder mystery. Oh, it's, it's not who, bad. It's great. Yeah, I thought it was I love murder mystery. I've yeah. watched it three times. Yeah, There's a really funny one. guy in it. He's really good. I can't ruin. I don't want to ruin wh- what happens. Adam Sandler, but it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real up and comer, and I think I he's going to do. Got a future. Do things. Um, yeah, he's going to be. This is, I think we've given Eric a lot of options. Sorry, yeah, Bob. I think I spoke over you before when you were saying the Adam Levine movie. Uh, when we first met. Right. I should try that. Again. Was it? Have you seen it? I I think I started it. Okay. I couldn't get through. It. Immediately picked out what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And then I said that this is what's going to happen to my partner, and mm. I left the room, and then he finished the film, and when I saw him later, he. he was bashful and I said I was right, wasn't I? And he said, Yes. But I think I think that's something about those rom com y films. I mean, knowing exactly what's gonna happen is probably a bit oh. too tedious, but you always oh, know vaguely mind. what's gonna For happen. For sure. Yeah. This is like they're gonna uh, unlikely duo gonna be forced to spend time together. What's Hang gonna on, happen? You're actually all right. <gasps> Conflict. Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Actually with your ex. <laughs> and I, I was I was into the wrong gesture. person <laughs> after all yep. and yeah all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right in front of my eyes. Uh and the final fact quota question this week. Unless anyone had any more movies. Oh, I, I feel like we could have talked about that for yeah, so that long. Going, I've got to have uh, a lunch. <laughs> uh, uh, Teen Wolf, the original Teen Wolf. I haven't seen oh. that as an adult, but I loved it as a kid. I and I watched that it. so many times. We'd go to the milk bar around the corner and rent oh. it oh, a yeah. lot. No, I haven't seen it. And their collection of like three movies they had at the milk bar. <laughs> um, the last one this week comes from Drew Forsberg. Oh, can't hardly wait. Keep going. Oh, that's it, yes. Disturbing behaviour. The faculty, please keep going. (laughs) Drew Forsberg, a.k.a. the hate mailer. And that's hate spelled with an eight. Uh, Mm. His question is, oh, very brief. What do you reckon? I reckon they're going to have to definitely keep him safe. I mean, to get him out from... Or maybe if they ship a really safe sound booth. I assume the question is... Um, how? What do you reckon they're going to do so that um, the president of the Ukraine can still voice Paddington for Paddington Three of with course. the ongoing conflict? Right. Yes. 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 So yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I am thinking about it, and I'm thinking about it a lot. Did he voice? Paddington? He fucking dubbed. Yeah, he dubbed Paddington in That's the Ukraine. Isn't wild. that incredible? I did not know that. I love him. I'm obsessed with him. That is a fun fact. Well, I'm cute. just obsessed with the fact that he did that. I love Paddington so much, and I think oh, so I great. saw another. I love the Paddington films, but I think they are quite loved. Yeah. So they're not like a... a no, they're not. A, no. But uh, apparently I saw a, a quick review of a new film, uh, Michelle the Shell or Someone the Shell. Marcel the Marcel Shell. Marcel the Shell. The apparently shell it's, it's got some A24. real Paddington vibes about it. Yeah. Have you read the books? No. They, it's great. It's and Jenny it's an A24. Slate. Yeah, Jenny Voice Slate. It? Yeah. It's going to be great. I didn't know it was a book. So it's a, it's got a, it's got a whole thing. Is there a fandom that hate it? No, no. They've it's ruined a the Shell character. <laughs> the Shell never would have done that. Uh, um, what, do what do you, do you reckon? 
just quickly. Uh, I reckon uh, probably maybe Avo on toast or a veggie pasty is mm. what I'll have for lunch. Yeah. I reckon let's play it by year. Um, but, yeah, if you end up knocking off early enough, I'll, I'll meet you there after. Yeah, okay, great. Okay. Yep. And that brings us to uh, the next section. I know, Michelle, you might think, Is that, that must be it. But no, we get <laughs> more people to thank. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these great people have uh, been supporting us for a little while. And Jess normally comes up with a little game to play, usually based on the topic. We Let's um, come up with their Eurovision song title because okay. the song titles are always fun. Yes. Great. Do you want to read out some names, Michelle? Or maybe Jess and I will just go back and forth and you can help us with the songs. I'll do the the songs. some songs. Great. Well, if I may kick us off, yeah. I would love to thank from Address Unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles, and I for one want to be the first to get in here and say I welcome <laughs> our new mole overlords and their representative, James Harrison. James Harrison uh, representing Fortress of the Moles with... James's song. What's that? What's that? <laughs> With an exclamation mark. Sorry, yeah. I just yeah. Just want to make sure you were pronouncing the exclamation. Reads mark. like a question, but it's actually an exclamation. Joy, mm. should I read a few more? Do you want to do half and half sort of thing? Let's. It, I like. Let's go back and forth. I'll do the next that. one. Um, I would love to thank from Milwaukee. I'm Milwaukee here. <laughs> Kristen. Oh. Shulred. Kristen Shulred. Shulred. Representing the powerful country, the number one country of the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> number Mich- one. Michelle, what, what song is Kristen performing? Believe. 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 That's good. That is good. What's the message of it? It's ab- about 9-11. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Everything Being changed that day. Being an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Is it about the metal beams? Yeah. The backup dancers are oh, dressed as uh, Twin beams. Towers and oh, it's yeah, very insensitive. Does. It is r- incredibly insensitive and she r- really should have rethought it, but <laughs> I think it's good to give it a go. Read the room, Kirsten. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think they did a great job. Oh, it's a fantastic song. Fantastic song. A beautiful song. performance. Really great performance. And I think in time... People are going to look back on it and say, yeah, actually one of the greats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, mate, I think from London in Great Britain, Rachel Ball. Rachel Ball. With the song, If You Water the Plant, It Will Grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. That's got a beautiful message, I would think. It's about looking it's up hidden the in there. <laughs> it's, it's hidden in there. No, Matt, it's a it's very literal song. She's <laughs> talking about the quality of soil. I think if you dig a little... Don't B- overwater the, it. Below, the, below surface. the surface, you might want to put some fertilizer in put there the for the springtime. And you obviously have to dig a little below the surface to put, put the roots in. in, and then yeah. you, you put more soil on top. But yeah. I it's think a there's an extra. Song. There's a there's a little extra there if you really yeah, read mulch. between sunlight, the lines. Put some mulch on top. Mulch. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's sure. all. That's second verse, third verse, fourth verse. Yeah. yeah. You're reading okay. a lot into this this song, man. Agree to disagree. I would also love to thank again from a location unknown, deep within the fortress of the moles. Maddie. Oh, Maddie singing a rousing tune with a big marching band intro. Get it up, ya brigadier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is also about 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> and planting flowers. Mm, it's about both, actually. Get it up there talking about growing a beautiful big vine on mm. a lattice. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Thank you, Maddie. Stunning. 
Uh, yeah, fantastic work, Maddie, um, representing the moles. Uh, I'd also love to thank from Harvard in Massachusetts. Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> Is that right? Harvard. Ha- Harvard, Massachusetts. Yeah, that's right. Harvard. In the number one country, United States, it's Alex Hill. What's Alex singing, Michelle? Alex is singing Blue Eyes, Big bi- Big say Butts. Big Blue butts. Eyes, Big Butts. You didn't want to say butts the first time, did you? No, I was nervous. I was <laughs> shy. What were you going to say? The song's a bit risque. <laughs> <laughs> blue Eyes, Big Butts. Blue Eyes, Big Butts, bracket, Big Eyes, Blue Oh, it was going to be blue, blue Eyes, Big Tits, but yeah. uh, or, or Big Dicks. Blue Eyes, Big Dicks. Yeah. Multi-dick. <laughs> That's what my brain said. Blue eyes, big tits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a be- that, was a be- that was a beautiful ballad About from Alex. About 11 I would also love to thank from Italy. Say the city. Uh, that is Quarto Sant'Elena. Oh, mm. yes. I would love to thank... <laughs> Vitale Sbarcello. Oh, mm. I just had an eargasm. That's beautiful. That was so nice to hear. Fantastic. Uh, Vitale. Sbarcello. What are you Vitale singing? Representing Italia. Put your dishes in the sink. You know that? La 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 Love that. Well, yeah. the chorus is in English, but oh. the rest is in Italian. Yeah. It's really molto nice. bene, molto bene. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Star cozy cozy. Bwanny <laughs> Fades out. It's got to fade out. Yeah. It's old school. It's a bit of a throwback. Bit of a throwback, but I like that about it. It's hard it. to make an orchestra fade out, but they did it. <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. Uh, could I thank from Stone's Corner in Queensland, in Brisbane, I reckon, in Australia, Amber Fielder. Amber Fielder uh, said... Uh, you are like a magnet to my heart. Oh. You're like a magnet to my heart. You're like a dreamer to my soul. So I remember the song. Like yeah. an right. 80s style ball- a power. Is that yeah. a power ballad? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, oh, man. I'm into that song. You, can you write and record that? Yeah. Well, at least write it. Or maybe <laughs> leave someone else to record it. <laughs> She's a great writer. Great well, the writer. best writer. I'm oh, yeah. very good at other stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, finally from me, I'd love to thank from Address Unknown, assuming also from the Fortress of the Mole. Interesting, we've got three mole people in today. It's Carl Burnson. Carl Burnson. What's, what's Carl singing, Michelle? Secrets, my daddy told me. About 9-11. Secrets, my daddy told me, number one. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> It's a really beautiful song. That's a beautiful secret too. Mm-hmm. It's nice to share those secrets that Daddy told you. Son, listen. Why did that break you, Matt? You I loved don't that. Know. <laughs> so it's just very funny. It's very good. I'm picturing that being like a country, yeah, sort of tune as well. It's something that my Daddy told me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got to get lunch. <laughs> we simply have to get lunch. I would love to thank finally from Lee and Gatha in Victoria, Levi. Odges. Oh, great name, Levi Odges. Michelle, you're on a hot streak here. What did Levi sing? This song is called She Said It, open bracket, go away from here, that's not your trolley, close bracket. (laughs) That's good. It's about being in love with a Coles worker. Yeah, Mm. it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Because she does not <laughs> Because, yeah, she does it. She yeah, because if you really it. listen to it, there's a, a deeper meaning. There's a meaning. <laughs> <laughs> the trolley is 
the Twin Towers. The trolley is the <laughs> planes in the... <laughs> Thank you so much to Levi, Carl, Amber, Vitale, Alex, Maddie, Rachel, Kristen and James. The last thing we have to do, Michelle, can you believe it? We're going to welcome in <laughs> uh, three people into the Triptych Club, or the Triptych Club, which is apparently how you say Triptych. Whatever. You, you're an artist. It's Triptych. Once... Um, Double Denim, we did all three of our shows and we called it Triptych and we spelt it D-I-C-K and it was really funny. That's fun. <laughs> That's funny. It was funny. That's it was fun. fun. It was a fun that joke. Good stuff. That's undeniably yeah. fun. That's fun. Yeah. So the, the way to be involved here is if you are a supporter of our show on the Shout Out Level or Above for three straight years, you get welcomed into the Triptych Club. I'm standing on the door. I've got the clipboard. <laughs> um, we're about to read out your name. Mm-hmm. Lift up that velvet robe. Welcome you into the club. Michelle's standing on the stage. She's emceeing the show tonight. She's going to really hype you up. Yep. Uh, Jess is behind the bar, but she's sort of like the Paul Schaefer to Michelle's David Letterman. She's backing Michelle up, giving her a bit of support if needed. But Jess has also come up with a cocktail. What's the Eurovision cocktail we're serving? It's a a shot of liquor from each participating country in a pint glass and you will die. (laughs) This is like 40... It's called so 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrendous. I'm so sorry, everybody. And Michelle... So I you, wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> you've got Dave's band booking uh, diary. Who have you booked to perform the after party here? Dave Matthews Band. You've got the Dave Matthews yeah. Band in. Holy moly. Yeah, we've been trying I think, to that, I think that might be a repeat entry into the Triptych Club. They might be the first band... It's performed twice. And rightly so. That was so good the first time. They they absolutely dominated. People said, bring them back. And we said, yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No worries. Don't have to twist our arm. (laughs) (laughs) So we're welcoming uh, three inductees in. uh, And Michelle, you make some sort of... You're on the stage hyping them up. I'm reading their name. And as they come in, the whole crowd's doing a slow clap. You're on stage and you're making some sort of weak pun if you're like Dave or whatever you like with their name or where they're from. Uh, so, you're ready to go? Making a Vice weak pun? Yeah, that, well, that's what Welcome. Dave does. Yeah, you, no, okay, you can do whatever go. you like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're just hyping them up as they come yeah, in Yeah, anyway. hyping them up. Uh, so, firstly, uh, I'm lifting up the velvet rope here and welcoming in from Emsworth in England, it's Adam... Oh, everybody, we've got a real treat for you tonight. Coming in from Emsworth, we've got him. You got it. It's you guess it right. It's Adam. That is good stuff. Welcome, Adam. And from Sydney in New South Wales, Australia, it's Ainsley Toombs. Ainsley Toombs is coming in the front door. Everybody buy a drink for Ainsley. Ainsley doesn't want the 9-11 cocktail. Get Ainsley something nice like a whiskey. <laughs> I like this better than Dave's <laughs> This is so puns. much better. Dave should just I don't do puns. I'm really sorry. No, so I appreciate this is what that. I would this, do. Is, this is easily this better, is better by quite a long margin. Yeah. And finally, from Harrod in Ohio, God's country in the United States, it's Dean Cooley. Oh, some say he was too cool for us, but here he comes, Dan Cooley. I tried to do a pun, but that is really exactly hard. That is Totally Dan what Dave would have. <laughs> no, you deserve a song. Here it comes. It's Dan <laughs> Cooley. Getting him a drink. He wants a 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dean, no. Welcome don't, in. Dean, don't drink it. It's not good for you. And it's probably insensitively named. Don't support <laughs> it. 
Welcome into the club, Dean, Ainsley and Adam. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, please, listeners, go see Michelle if she's coming to your country, uh, Edinburgh Festival, yeah. uh, French come. Festival especially, but also will they be able to see you in New York? No, you can't see me in New York. I'm doing secret things, but you can win. I don't think this will come out in time for you to see me in Canada either. So, but just look and see if I'm in your country because I could be at any given moment. I can pop up in any country. You really don't know. It's crazy. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. She's, she's crazy like that. But do come in Edinburgh. Please do come. So please. And st- yeah, some people are like, are you coming to um, like Glasgow? And I'm like, no, I'm not coming to Glasgow, but I'm, like, I'm coming train. really, really far. <laughs> like, just please, if you yeah. want to see me, just get on the train. Like, so close your accents are really different but it's so <laughs> close yeah. and yeah send us i'd love to see selfies there tag us in on the do go on social medias do go on pod on instagram twitter tiktok now no it's something else on there is no, it let's do go on podcast maybe on tiktok but surely if you start typing in do go on surely. Pod, it'll come up jess anything else we need to tell people before we go um just that we love them and that uh, anybody can suggest a topic there's a link in the show notes it's also on our website dogoonpod.com we've got merch you can buy on dogoonpod.com as well and um, i guess i'll do the dave and i'll i'll boot at home yeah great if you if you think you know any friends who might like it please share us yeah absolutely share give us it a hot, around. give us a hot recommend put it on your little instagram story or mm. your big ones don't patronize them how dare you? I only want little ones. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't being passionate. Sometimes there's too many. <laughs> too many long stories. Too many. Just, yeah, short and sweet. Um, but until next week, we will say thank you and goodbye. Laters. Bye. Bye. I had to do Dave and me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.